All right, welcome. This is the Turd Flinging Monkey Show, our third show. Hopefully this is the one show where we don't have any technical difficulties. Time will tell. So I'm joined by my production manager, Callie, who is getting a beer. And I'm playing the game Talisman the Horus Heresy. So basically it's a very casual kind of board game, kind of sort of game. That way I don't have to pay too much attention to it. Man, I'm hearing every sound you're making over there, Callie. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Sorry about it. Sorry. Right. Yeah, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I was just popping a beer. Sorry. No, I understand. Won't have it again, chat. There you go. Alright, so we got the homie Calum. Hello, and... Ahobobo, hello. We have a couple guests lined up. Before we get started with that, I just want to kind of say thank you to the people who've donated to my Patreon. I've only had it for like a day, a little bit over 24 hours, and it's been overwhelming. I really want to thank from the bottom of my heart people who've donated. And I don't want anyone to feel like guilty if they don't have the money to donate. It's absolutely not a big deal. This isn't to cover my basic living expenses. I'm not going to be homeless or quit YouTube if nobody donates. It's just to kind of help me grow and expand, purchase new equipment, make the show better type of thing. But I really appreciate the people who have donated. Now, if you have donated, because uh, I do have the rewards, if you want the priority podcast access, if you want to do a collaborative video, what you have to do, when you come onto the Discord server, let Callie know that you're a patron. I gave him a list of the people who qualify. Let him know. He'll check your information off the list, and he'll give you a custom, like, color and label, and then you'll get priority access whenever you're on and you want to come on the show. So, again, if you've been a patron, if you've donated, the, I think it's 10 bucks a month, then you qualify for that reward. So just come on to the Discord server, let Callie know who you are. He'll check the list. He'll, you'll get a custom... Uh, name and title and that lets us know that you're one of the patrons and then you'll get the priority access that you've earned alright so I'm just going to get started on this game I will play as Gavriel Loken alright so do we have our first guest lined up? That's kind of all I wanted to talk about. Uh, yes. Uh, can you hear me, dude? Yeah, I can hear you. Sweet, sweet. So our first guest is Chris Cantu. He's a uh, MGTOW YouTuber, um, and he would like to speak to you about the female mind, MGTOW and stoicism, women and social media. I would love to hear that part. Um, okay. And the demonization of male... Uh, the masculine male. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so that's I'll, that's I'll a lot of now. it's a lot of stuff, but let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. Oh, he's a oh. uh, he's he's he needs to unmute himself. Oh, okay. Uh, just give him a second. Ten seconds behind, so. Oh. Second. Oh, okay. He's probably trying to figure out that he's yeah. on the show. That does that does happen. <laughs> Is the game too loud? I'm worried the game's a little bit too loud. It seems to look a little bit loud on my end. Let me turn it down. No, 
No, I, I, I mean, actually, let me just check. You should be fine. Uh, I can hear you, um, you know, destroying your keyboard. I'm not destroying. That's you. That's not me. I'm not even touching my keyboard. Chris, um, we can't hear you, dude. Um, so you need to uh, just unmute your mic. This is going to be our first show with no technical difficulties. Chris had to fuck it up. <laughs> oh well, yeah, maybe next time. There. Maybe next time. No, he he's he's speaking to me now. Um, I can't hear him. Is he in the the live? No, as in as in he's uh, he's talking to me in the chat. As in by oh. uh, text, but he's uh, not. Oh, he's he's unmuted now. Okay, Chris, you there? Hello. Christopher? No. Chris. You're killing me, Chris. Oh, man. And he had so much to talk about. He had so many things he wanted to talk about. But oh, no, couldn't, could get his mic to work. <sighs> Maybe next time. We'll, we'll get it right one of these days. We'll have a podcast where things don't fuck up. Oh, yeah. Let me post the Discord link. All right. I'll post that in the, the Twitch chat. There you go, guys. Chris, are you there? Hmm. You want to move on to the next guest, and maybe he'll get his stuff sort sorted out, and then come back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me just drop, jump up, and. Uh... What are you gonna do? One of these days, we'll get it right. All right, I'm here. Oh, is this Chris? Yeah, yeah. Okay, bad, guys. I didn't know I had to switch to push to talk. I'm here. Thank oh. You very much. Okay. It. Yes. Hello. Welcome to the Turd Flingy Monkey Show. Yes, sir. All right. Cool. All right. So you had a lot of topics you wanted to cover. So where would you like to start? Did we lose Chris? <laughs> did, did we lose him? I just heard nope. him. Nope. Okay. We're good. Okay. We're good. I'm right here. Um, okay. First off, TFM, thank you for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Big fan of the channel. Oh, my um, pleasure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, just keeping it keeping it loose and free. Uh, what's up with these Snapchat filters, man? Like, I think that it's just taking the Matrix uh, to a whole nother level uh, when it has to do with women. Like, they're just, like, gone, man. You're talking about, like, them, like airbrushing over their flaws and adding cartoon <laughs> yeah. anime eyes to their faces and stuff like that like the the animal bestiality link oh that the, you're you're reading too much into it they're just having fun yeah, yeah it is fun but it does it, it's consuming like they've really hit a nerve with what um women want like i see them primarily using that oh yeah well they women want to have attention more than anything like yeah. there was i was reading an article during the the day without women protest and one of these women who worked for an online you know publication as their social media director and, and whatnot she even admitted that in order to strike from her job she had to stay off social media and she couldn't like <laughs> she couldn't stay off social media even though she was supposed to be striking to make a statement about women's liberation right. and whatnot but they're so right, addicted to social media the, and the attention. The idiocracy of it all. Yeah, well, it's... Women want attention. That's like... 
that's how they get by in life. Like if nobody's paying attention to a woman, she's going to die because she needs men to provide for her. So she needs men to pay attention to her. Everything comes down to that attention. If nobody's paying attention to a woman, she's going to starve to death. I get it. I get it. And then uh, they, they're just, uh, I think, desensitized. Like that uh, dopamine drip is just taking them to a whole nother level. I don't know if it's desensitization. I think, though, that like back in the day, women may only get attention from a small handful of guys, you know, guys in their local right. area. But with right. modern social media, even fours, you know, fours and fives, like perfectly okay women just get like hundreds of guys telling them how beautiful they are so now every every woman who has all of her limbs and doesn't have like a full bushy beard thinks she's a 10 right so they're right. like they all think they're divas and goddesses you have single moms in their 40s running around thinking they deserve you know rich billionaires with six packs because all, <laughs> all these guys on social media kiss their ass and tell them how beautiful they are even though they got like stretch marks and you know muffin tops and a bunch of bastard uh, kids so i wouldn't say that's a desensitization i think it's more of just the ego boost is so out of control and then they start believing their own bullshit they actually believe that they are a 10 even though they're clearly not but that they have they have so many guys yeah. telling them they're 10s that they think that that's how it goes it's it's pathetic So yeah, you know it's it is what it is. So yeah, yep. Uh, you know the single mom in their thirties, maybe even her forties, with uh, kids, baby daddies. She's thinking, you know, I don't want any hookups. I just want the prince charming, the real relationship. And it's like, bitch, what do you have to offer? Right. Like, well, and but they believe that they believe, like to your point, they believe their own bullshit. Well, th that's also a form of projection. So, mm -hmm. in my video hacking hypergamy, I talked about how, uh, you know, women are attracted to a man that acts like he's better than the woman, projects an aura of, you know, higher worth. So when a woman says oh i need a real man i have all these standards he's got to be six foot tall he's got to make six figures he's got to have a 14 inch dick um you know all these incredibly high standards even though she's clearly not worth it that works for women like if you go to a woman and act like you're king shit and you have high standards that will actually turn a woman on because it tickles her hypergamy well men aren't attracted via hypergamy so it doesn't matter. You can communicate your high standards, but we're going to look at you and be like, you're ugly and you have kids and you're 40. Why the hell do you have these high standards? You're going to die alone with surrounded by cats who are going to eat your fingers. Right. But right. it's women and men do it too. Men project onto women. They assume women are just like them and they project onto women and women project onto men. And unfortunately, nobody wins in that scenario. So it's one of those unfortunate things where by projecting onto the opposite sex, you're only hurting yourself because you're not having a realistic conversation with that person about what you're actually worth. And you're shooting yourself in the foot because uh, I think MGTOW 101 did a video where there was this thing about these 40-year-old black businesswomen talking about how they can't find a good man. Well, it's like, no shit, you can't find a good man. You're 40 years old, and you probably have incredibly high standards because you're earning six figures, so the man better earn six figures 
but men earning six figures don't date 40 year old women right so you're fucked you need to lower your standards but you're not going to because you think you're a 10 when you're a 40 year old grandma you're a four at best even right. with plastic surgery even with plastic surgery you're a five like nobody wants to fuck madonna like yeah maybe back in the 80s but now she's like 70 years old doesn't matter how much you stretch her face back she's an old lady nobody wants to fuck the old lady from the shining Remember that scene? Right. Right? Where she's like hot for a second, and then she turns up with no legs. Like, ah! <laughs> that's, that's what these women think. They think men like that. Well, do you think at the same time, like the blue pill simps out there also, you know, project their thirst onto them? And that's why they are inflated and maybe to the point where, like, it's our jobs to, like, turn some of those into blue into purple pill and hopefully into you know red pill i think a lot of it isn't that they're they, they know they're lying there's guys are just saying what they think will get them laid so they suck up to these unattractive single moms these unattractive 40 year old cougars mm -hmm. telling them what they want they tell them they're beautiful because they hope it'll get them laid i mean if you put a gun to their head and injected them with truth serum they would admit they're ugly but they're trying to get laid. But unfortunately, when so many men tell them the same lie because they're all trying to get laid, they're going to believe it. They're like, well, so many men are telling me I'm beautiful. Of course, it must be true. No, they're just trying to get their dicks wet. Right. But they don't – What I mean, you can't explain that to a woman. They just – you know, the lies make them feel good, and because they're emotional thinkers – they don't want to even entertain the possibility that they're just being bullshitted. Right. I just feel like they're from a different planet at this point. Like, no, I wouldn't. Know. I wouldn't say that. Really, yeah. whenever women seem mysterious, all you have to do is think about how a children or how a child would react, and that's right. pretty much how women react. So it's not that women are aliens. It's just that they have a very childlike way of thinking and processing. Right. Well, taking like a woman maybe in her 30s or late 20s, 30s, even 40s, that should be, uh, I guess, her brain more developed, to your point, acting childish. And it's just like, that's, I guess, where the disconnect happens for me. Well, but you're assuming that men and women are equal, that a man and a woman develop mentally and maturely in the same way, and they don't women's maturity kind of peaks out somewhere around 14 or 15 i think mm. and then they just stop maturing so you know you're talking to a 15 year old girl you're talking to a 25 year old woman you're talking to a 35 year old woman you're going to get the same level of you know scintillating conversation from all three of them <laughs> right. they're not going they're not going to they're not going to have a vastly different experience talking to a 35 year old woman than a 25 year old woman to than a 15 year old girl they're all going to be the same level right it's so just different yeah they're just layers of they're the just same yeah they're at different different points of their fertility window that's about it hmm. yeah and the discussions mainly revolve around those different windows right the same time, you know? yeah when you know younger girls they're not interested in settling down they want to enjoy the cock carousel to its fullest then when they hit about 30, they start thinking about finding a, a real man. What's, and then they, they start having standards. Like when they're in their 20s, 
when they're just getting a mile of dick run through their legs. As long as you're hot, as long as you make their pussy wet, they're down on it. But then when they hit their 30s and they think about finding a real man, now all of a sudden, you know, he, he, she, she has standards all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Already done run through. Yeah. After you've already had a mile run through you and your vagina needs to have like a ham put into it and the bone pulled out to recondition it. And stitches. Right. You need what are the um, labiaplasty where these women are getting surgery on their vagina to make it to, to kind of tighten it up so that. Mm-hmm. You know, the penis isn't flopping around like a hot dog down a hallway. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're the first I've ever had. She's had, like, freaking wine <laughs> bottles shoved up her cooch before. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't... I feel bad for the guys who fall for that, who actually think they found the 30-year-old Nawalt virgin who saved herself just for them. And they actually believe that she's a virgin because of her labiaplasty and they actually think that they believe her bullshit because that's what women want they want the best of both worlds they want to enjoy the all the attention when they're young and attractive and having sex with all the hot guys and then they want to find the good man when they get older but you know if you fall for it what can i say it's your life yeah yeah, I feel like more and more girls once they're hitting that thirty are just like sliding on through to the forties, just just well, coasting by. Like, well, it depends. You know, like, if they're, right there, so. yeah, like I've noticed that if they have a career that they're focused on, they won't even mm-hmm. start thinking about kids and marriage until they're in their late thirties, forties. But if they don't really have anything going on financially, they'll actually start looking for a husband right out of college. So they'll be in college until they're kind of mid to late twenties. And they'll just immediately start cruising for a husband because they don't have a career to fall back on. And they need someone to pay those student loans. Right. But if they can find – if they have a good career, they'll wait until they're in their 40s, which makes no sense because that's when you start having Down syndrome kids. But they, it just – I don't know. They're dumb. They, like it seems yeah. women truly don't understand that they actually have a fertility window, that you have to have kids – when you're in your 20s and 30s, you can't wait till your 40s and 50s to start having kids. For whatever reason, I don't know, women didn't get the memo. Like, of all no. the things, that's a pretty important thing to let a woman know when she's planning out her life is, do you want kids? Well, how many kids do you want? Well, let's see. If you wait until you're 35 to start looking for a real man, and then you marry him in your 40s, and you start having kids, you might have one Down syndrome baby before you hit menopause. Is that what you want? Or do you want like two or three kids? But if you want to do that, you got to have kids when you're younger. But women are like, no, I want it all. You're, you're mis- <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Sorry, guys. I had to do that. There, no, I forgive you. So, uh, yeah. They're, they're missing the boat completely. I mean, that's causing the decline of the, you know, first world countries. Right. No, well, yeah. Well, it's... They've done studies where when women are empowered to pursue education, to have their own careers, they don't have kids. And ask women who don't have kids, hey, why aren't you having kids? Oh, I'm focusing on my career. Well, there you go. If you're wondering why the fertility rate is below replacement, if you're wondering why the West is dying out and why we're being replaced with immigrants, there you go. It's there because you go. we. And they're much less happier now. I mean, yeah, but, but that's, women, that's only in hindsight. 
Only yeah. in hindsight will they admit that they're unhappy. Because if you ask a woman in college, oh, do you want to just be barefoot and pregnant, dependent on your husband, or do you want your own career? Of course they're going to say, I want my own career. It's only right. when they're in their 40s, all their dreams have fallen apart. They've had like a dozen boyfriends and a mile of cock run through them, and now they can't find a quote-unquote good man. Now they're unhappy. But yep. it's like it, – again, you got to think like a child. When you tell a child, well, you know, you can't eat ice cream for dinner, and you can't stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning. You got to eat healthy food. You got to brush your teeth. You got to go to bed at a reasonable hour. They're going to be like, no, I'm a big boy, and I can do what I want. And then, of course, they're tired, and, and they have toothaches. And they're fat and people are making fun of them. And they're like, oh, why didn't you just make me do what I was supposed to do? Why did you let me do what I wanted? I'm so unhappy. So it's only when the consequences catch up with them that mm -hmm. the unhappiness sets in. But they don't admit at the time that right. they need to not pursue their own hedonistic desires but actually think rationally. But because women are emotional thinkers, they kind of need a man to make that decision for them. This is why women right. traditionally didn't have rights. They didn't have all the freedoms that they've been given in modern times because you can see what they do with those freedoms. They're very irresponsible, just like a child. Mm -hmm. But people – obviously, women don't like hearing that. And I get yeah. people commenting on my videos like, well, I'm not like that. I have a IQ of 200, and I'm so smart. Like, bullshit. Bullshit. Well, we're already like, what, five or six decades into that conditioning. So that was already going on way before you and I were here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, everybody responsible is long dead. There's no point, you know, yeah. bl blaming people. Everyone who's responsible is gone. There's nothing to it's do here. but. Yeah. And we're kind of past the point of no return. Mm -hmm. There's nothing we can do to fix it now. Mm-hmm. What would you say um, would would be like as there were stages of maybe feminism that took place through the decades? Like for for MGTOW, like do you think that we're still in the in the first stage, or have we moved on, or are we moving on to like a second stage, or what are your thoughts on that? Second, first stage of what? Of MGTOW. Of, of, of MGTOW. I think. Well, we're 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 in phase two of MGTOW. The first kind of phase of MGTOW was um, kind of the original MRA offshoots which formed MGTOW probably around I think 2008, 2009 mm -hmm. was when MGTOW was first coined by basically they were traditionalist MRAs that wanted to kind of break away from the MRA and or the MRM and kind of promote masculinity in men and femininity in, in women they're basically traditionalists now mm -hmm. that was kind of MGTOW 1.0 and the thing is, is what happened was, like, the more, you know, at that early stage of MGTOW, the more people ask questions, the more they realized that the system, like, had to be fundamentally understood. And the more the MGTOW understood, the more they realized that whole masculinity-femininity dichotomy wasn't going to solve anything. So then it kind of evolved into MGTOW 2.0, mostly with the work of Barbarossa, Stardust, a lot of the early, some would say the golden age of MGTOW before all these crazy channels with their wacky memes and stupid podcasts came on the scene. And then I think we're still, some people are like, oh, now we're in like the, 
I don't know, the dark ages of MGTOW with all the, the daily content producers and whatnot. I don't think I don't think it's that way. I actually think MGTOW is just kind of kind of spreading out and mm-hmm. kind of pandering to different au- not pandering, catering to different audiences. So, you know, you have channels like Sandman and MGTOW 101 and Angry MGTOW, and you got channels like Stardust and Spetsnaz and Barbarossa. Everyone is kind of doing their thing, and different people are going to think that other channels more or less speak to them more personally. But every voice is important because no matter, even if you hate a channel, like this channel sucks, it needs to just fuck off. <laughs> someone, someone could be watching that channel and, and love it. Yeah, they could love it, and Resonate. they that and that could be the that could be the channel that saves their life. Where exactly. another channel that you might like and think is superior might not save their life. So that's why I don't, you know, I don't want anyone to leave or quit or delete their channel just because I don't like their content. I just I support them passively, even if I don't necessarily right. find their content enjoyable. Someone out there does, and that's what's important. So TFM, quick quick question. Um, do you feel that some MGTOW channels hinder growth in some aspects of, um, you know, Red Pill Rage, you know, Purple Pillars or, you know, Blue Pillars? Do, um, or do you think that everything, there is a need, there is a market for everything? Yeah, there's a, there's a market for everything. So even channel like there are, like, I'm not going to name names, but obviously there are channels which kind of lean towards those who are in the Red Pill Rage. And some might say that's unhealthy to cater to that specific audience. But for people in that phase of their grief cycle, that's what they need. So I prefer, I mean, personally, and you, if you've been around my channel and you've watched my videos, I kind of jump around. I don't like, I don't want to just make one type of content and just leave it at that. I kind of jump around. So I'll make a little bit here, a little bit there. Obviously, some of my videos do better than others, but that's just who I am. So other people like more consistency. They want to make one type of content, and that's fine it's not me it, that's the thing is we're all different we're all men going our own way we're monkeys and we need to just respect that we're all different we're going to have our own spin on MGTOW and unless you're promoting marriage or traditionalism or gynocentrism you're fine whatever you bring to MGTOW on top of that is what you bring to MGTOW and that's fine as long as you're not promoting gynocentrism or marriage I don't see a problem with it right yeah, it, it definitely for me had its stages, and then even through the last decade of a quote, quote unquote red pill awakening, um, it wasn't until the last few years that MGTOW and and all the concepts like really everything kind of aligned together. But if it wasn't for those early, you know, even just conspiracy red pill like Alex Jones or you know people like that from 10, 15 years ago. And then going through the stages but for me you know the MGTOW message and everything like I can stand in my truth and at least put my type of you know content for my own experience out and um, and feel like I'm uh, giving back you know I was thinking about that today before the show just taking my walk uh, around it's uh it's like finally I have the perfect way to give back and it's by just telling my testimony and giving my story and giving my like all my fuck ups basically um, okay so that the younger generation can you know be like okay well at least if you do resonate with me like you know at least you're hearing it from another another set of eyes out there in the field you know right. What I mean? and no right I think that's another way to help 
you know, help men out there. I know like one of my favorite channels recently is MGTOW is Freedom and just the delivery and, you know, the real world, uh, I guess, experience and field reports like have been really resonating with me and, um, you know, you know, amongst others as well. Yeah, something I've said this in an old video probably last year, but I think the three benefits that the MGTOW community has, the primary benefit is to let men know that they're not alone, that you're not crazy. It's not just you. There are other men who see what you see and know what you know, who kind of they see the code of the matrix kind of kind of thing. And the second thing is, you know, you have you can share your stories. You can get support from people who've been through similar experiences. And for men, that's extremely rare. You know, society shames men who are going through any sort of pain. They're just supposed to rub dirt on it and walk it off. And, you know, a lot of men just have nowhere to turn. So that's the second benefit to MGTOW. And then the third benefit is it's really the last place where you can talk about things without gynocentrism affecting it. So, you know, if you have – this is why, like, when I talk about social collapse and stuff like that, that's not directly related to MGTOW, but it is something that MGTOW as a community is – the only place to actually talk about these things you can't talk about these things with you know anti-feminist egalitarians because they're, they're too worried about the women's and their equality and my egalitarianism you know so if you want to talk about real shit MGTOW's like the last bastion for you know completely honest truth and zero fucks given about how the women's feel about that truth yeah, I think I saw um, one of your Twitter posts uh, from Return of Kings uh, on your timeline and even Return of Kings, like before I started putting out like specifically MGTOW videos, like Return of Kings was like, ah, okay, like I can I can spread my legs and let my balls hang like reading this website, you know, so uh, I agree like the last bastion and 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 that's why, I, you know, wholeheartedly want to see, you know, the, the MGTOW grow um, and support everyone's channel and, and like you said even if you don't necessarily resonate with them or whatever like still give them you know lateral support um, yeah I mean I don't I mean you don't have to subscribe to them if you don't like their content you don't need to share their videos if you think they suck uh, I mean sometimes right. a lot of people they'll send me video URLs like hey TFM I just started a YouTube channel check out my videos and it's like it's a guy talking into his cell phone camera, no audio quality. It's just, it's shit. And so that's why I made those videos trying to help people. Hey, here's how you do audio quality. Here's how you make videos using Microsoft Movie Maker. Because I, I want to help people improve their quality. Because if you have a really good story, if you have something important to say, but your quality is shit, nobody's going to listen to you. And that hurts everyone. It, you know, it wastes your time. If you actually go put yourself out there to make a channel, but your quality is shit and nobody listens to you, you know, nobody wins in that scenario. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. TFM, I yes. have a question from okay. Little Boy Leet, and he says, are MGTOW by definition lone wolves that keep their distance from the blue pill world? How valuable are relationships with average people? Uh... I use now this is my personal standard you can agree or disagree I use the standard of net benefit so if a relationship benefits your life and you're not it's not costing you more than it's worth there's no reason to cut someone off so there's no hard and fast rule of this is you know um, this is what MGTOW should do 
is something you need to judge. So this and this can apply to everything. So if your family is taking advantage of you, and their relationship with your family is costing you more than it's worth, then you need to cut your family off. If it's a your best friend since high school is is fucking you over and stealing money from you or whatever, they're doing something that's costing you more than that friendship is worth. You need to cut them off. So don't be afraid to be a lone wolf. If people are taking advantage of you or using you and those relationships aren't benefiting you but assuming you have a relationship that's productive and beneficial there's no reason just to cut someone off and say you know rah rah MGTOW so there's no that's my standard though my standard is you know net benefit not necessarily exclusive benefit because you know all relationships are give and take but it's kind of like think of it like getting a job you know when you get a job you are trading your time for money now, obviously, you're not going to work for very little money. Like if someone offered you to dig a ditch for a dollar, you tell them to go fuck themselves. But if someone offered you a million dollars to dig a ditch, you'd do it. So everybody has their price where that line of net benefit is crossed. So just check in with yourself. Ask yourself how much a, a relationship is benefiting you. And if it is benefiting you, there's no reason to kick it to the curb. And if it's not benefiting you, don't be afraid to be a lone wolf. I'm all for the lone wolf uh, lifestyle. And I think uh, you need to interact with blue pill people just as much as uh, or as least as possible to accomplish what you need to accomplish. So that's what I kind of take with me. And I bob and weave and in and out of the matrix versus the, you know, simulation as much as possible. But I think putting the content out and TFM, maybe you, you agree with this, but that's like you said, the last bastion, like that's the release. That's, that's what allows me to plug in, and uh, connect with men all over the world. Uh, kind of like, you know, plugging that, that, uh, hook into the back of your head and downloading the, the program, you know, it's well, like, yeah. yeah, we don't need to carry the matrix imagery that far. It's just more about like explaining how the world really is because the programming that people receive about human nature and society, mostly about the nature of male disposability and male sacrifice. Like men are – you talk to these traditionalists. They are completely brainwashed that their life has no value, that their role is to kill themselves, basically sacrifice themselves for a woman and for a family and not expect anything in return, not even a thank you. Like there was a, a news story about a, some traditionalist group put out a billboard saying real men provide for their women and real women appreciate it. Now, I, those weren't the exact words, but that was the gist of it. So this billboard was basically dehumanizing men as providers. And all it was asking was women to appreciate that man basically being an ATM. It's actually much more sexist against men than women. But it was women who complained about it was sexist. The fact that simply asking for a woman to appreciate a man's sacrifice is sexism. How dare you ask a woman to appreciate a man's sacrifice? But the men sacrificing themselves, oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, there's no problem with that. But it's asking a woman to appreciate that sacrifice, that's sexist. But these traditionalists, that's all they want. They're perfectly happy to just fall on the sword, jump on the grenade for women. They just want a pat on the head. And they're not even getting that. And it's just sad that they just won't, like, just fucking walk away. It's like, it's like seeing, I don't know, it's like seeing someone in an abusive relationship. 
you know? And it's just like, just fucking leave. Nope, they won't do it. They're just, it's sad. I, I, my heart goes out to them. I hate, you know, whenever I have to do like a, a response video to an anti-MGTOW video from a tradcon or from a traditionalist, it breaks my heart because these guys, there's a, there's a, there's a man in there. And I hate to just rip him a new asshole, but I'm trying to help him. I'm trying to help people like him to wake them up and save their life. Because otherwise you're just going to kill yourself. And you're not even going to get any thanks for it. It's like they have to be broken to enable to wake up and, and see what's like. It's sometimes it's almost right. Too late and, and, I, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to like. And there are some guys who will not wake up until they're in divorce court. It isn't until they're getting their right. wallet ripped out of their asshole, and they're like, "Hey, maybe MGTOW has got a point." Like, yeah, I mean, I didn't want this to happen. I wanted to wake you up before you were here. I wanted to wake you up back when you were a single guy. And you believed in unicorns. I wanted to slap slap some sense into you. But now here you are on divorce court. And depending on how old you are, if you're in your 30s or 40s and your ex-wife's taken all your money and you have to start over, your life's fucked. Because you don't have enough time to rebuild wealth and retire with dignity. You're probably going to have what's known as a working retirement. Where you're just never going to stop working until you keel over dead. And this was completely avoidable. But yet you had to... She was different, and it wasn't going to happen to you. And it's what Jesus would want, and you got to save the white race or whatever rationale you were told. It's sad. Right. You know what's right. funny is, you know, people blame women as the brainwashed victims. Like, oh, it's the Marxist Jews, and they brainwashed our innocent women. When really, it's the men who are brainwashed, because women they have it's in their best interest to be cunts. To take advantage of gynocentrism. It's rational for them to do so. It is irrational for men to act the way they do. To just roll over and let themselves be abused. So it's, it's actually the men who are brainwashed, not the women. Right. But, they're just doing what they do, what they've done all yeah. along. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. Do you want to move on to the next subject? So, or I know there was some... Yeah, I've, I've, got a, I've got a question before okay. we move on. Um, I'm I'm really sorry, chat. Whoever said this, um, I'm really sorry, but I've been uh, uh, busy. But it's a really good question. Why why does this society promote man bashing and branding the man as either the idiot or the villain? I have a theory about that. I can't prove it, but here's my theory. I don't have any definitive evidence. It's more or less a theory, but it makes sense. I think what happened was after World War II, you know, you got to think World War One and World War II happened within a generation. So we had two world wars within a very short amount of time, and now we had nuclear weapons. And potentially a World War III would have meant the end of humanity. So I think people got together and they thought, you know, how do we make humans more peaceful? And they looked to our cousins, the chimpanzee and the bonobo, and they figured out that matriarchies are peaceful. If you look at bonobos and chimpanzees, even though bonobos are dumb as shit, even though they, they go dick fencing and all that fun stuff, they're not warlike. Bonobos don't go out and like raid other tribes of bonobos and murder people. You know, they're very peaceful. There are times where the females hold the males down and bites bite their fingers and dicks off, but if you look at the level of violence in chimpanzees versus the level of violence in bonobos, bonobos are objectively more peaceful. So I think people kind of looked at the trade-offs. Like, okay, on one hand, 
we're going to we're going to cause humanity to become stupid we're going to stagnate technological innovation but we may avert world war three and humanity's extinction by nudging humanity towards a matriarchy and that's what i think the thinking was with this whole agenda of emasculization and uh female promotion and female empowerment to the degree where far past equality like if you want the perfect example if you look at college campuses there was a time when women were the minority of college students and all this money was thrown at women to make them equal to men and now for years women have been the majority of college graduates and yet they're still getting money thrown at them so it's not in the name of equality it's in the name of instilling a matriarchy and i believe it's a well-intentioned goal to make humanity more peaceful and to prevent World War III. But unfortunately, the problem with bonobos and the problem with this sort of plan is the world doesn't exist in a vacuum. You can make the West and you can make Europe and America and Australia, you can make those regions emasculated and somewhat matriarchal, but they don't exist in a vacuum. And just like bonobos, yeah, they're a matriarchy, living in this pocket of the Congo. Whenever they try to leave that pocket of the Congo, they get eaten. They get poached, you know, like other animals hunt them. So they have to stay in that pocket of the Congo. They can't leave, whereas chimpanzees have thrived, even though even though chimps are an endangered species, they've thrived in like four different countries. There's vastly more chimpanzees than bonobos because they know how to compete for resources and fight and hunt and all that stuff, whereas bonobos don't. So being peaceful comes at a cost. And when you don't live in a closed system, when you're suspect, when you're susceptible to invasion and conquest and violence, you're going to get your ass kicked. So, in order to prevent World War III, in order to make, you know, Europe and the West more peaceful and more matriarchal, they're actually sowing the seeds to the West destruction because it's either going to just collapse from social and technological degradation; it's just going to just end, or it's going to be conquered. And no one, no one would have saw that coming. Like the people back in World War II, think of like the 40s and 50s, nobody would have looked at the Middle East or Africa and been like, oh man, they're going to take us over in 100 years. No one would have fucking guessed. But that's what's happening because it's the Middle East and Africa who are having all the kids. And because of fractional reserve banking and the welfare state and the debt, you got to keep growing the economy. You got to keep having immigrants. So we sowed, we sown the seeds of our own destruction with a well-intentioned plan to prevent world war. That's my hypothesis slash conspiracy theory. There you go. That's pretty middle of the road. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I, you had like three or four topics. Did we cover them all or was there any topics that we didn't cover yet? Um, I, you know, I would like to discuss, or I'd like to see your thoughts on stoicism and MGTOW, um, where they maybe, you know, as a philosophy, meet up, and maybe some places where they don't. Okay, well, I have no idea what stoicism is, so you're going to have to help me out with that. Stoicism. Stoicism? Oh, stoicism. I thought you said storiosism. I'm like, what's storiosism? Okay. Well, yeah, stoicism is basically just kind of being stoic. Well, obviously, stoicism is about being stoic. But, uh, you know, just accepting, you know, what's in front of you and not complaining. But that's kind of like the traditional definition of masculinity. 
that men are just supposed to take it. You know, like even when society shits on right. you, even when society doesn't give a shit about you, even when society wants to end you, when society hates you, when women use you, when they take your kids away, you're just supposed to stoically stand proud that you're a real man. And I talked about this in my video, uh, Be a Real Cow, where I talk about, you know, they want you to just proudly walk into that slaughterhouse with your chin held high like I'm a real cow. I'm going to let them turn me into hamburger because that's what cows do. And I think that's fucking retarded. And think about the great men, men who have, could have done great things, who instead sacrificed themselves to this machine which hates them, which doesn't give a shit about them, which makes – that makes no sense. Why would you sacrifice your life to someone who hates you? Like – that may make a good movie, you know, like like Vegeta sacrificing his life for Goku or something like that, you know? Some kind of heroic turnaround at the last minute. Like, oh, he was a villain, but now he's good. Oh, it's such a beautiful story. But realistically, it makes no sense. I support what's, what supports me. And I served eight years in the military. But I wouldn't do it again because my country doesn't like me. My country hates me. Why would I risk my life and sacrifice for it unless whatever they were offering was worth it? Like I got free college out of it, which is worth it to me. But, you know, right. I wouldn't just serve 20 years like, oh, I love my country. Oh, I love, you know, fighting wars for my country. My, my, my country hates me. Now, if my country didn't hate me, if, the, if America was pro-male, if it had common sense laws which didn't shit all over men, I would absolutely defend that. Right. I would fight. I would risk my life. I would possibly die. I would – I might even – even if I knew I was going to die, I would fight to defend it. You know, you watch movies like 300 or Braveheart, and obviously they're somewhat fictionalized. But, you know, men will fight and die for freedom. But they're fighting and dying because they want to be free for their own benefit. They won't fight and die for some nebulous concept that doesn't even benefit them. Like, oh, you need to fight and die because, you know, white people and Europe and Western civilization, who fucking cares? I don't give a shit about Western civilization. When, when I look around, what I see about Western civilization is gynocentrism, family courts, taxation out the ass, single mothers. That's what Western civilization has become. Why in the hell should I sacrifice myself for that? And people say, well, what about you know, if you don't sacrifice yourself for Western civilization, then Islam's going to take over. Who fucking cares? You know, how is Islam worse than feminism? How is Islam worse than the gynocratic, bullshit, socialist cult that has just infested every layer of society? I don't like – really – it's like a, there was a guy in the comment section, one of my re recent videos, talking about how he supports, he supports fascism. Like he's, obviously, he's like one of those white nationalist types. He supports fascism because they're the only ones that can stop Islam. And I'm like, who fucking cares? Like – First of all, the Nazis were allies with the, with, the, with the Islamists during World War II. So you're basically like – it's just all about race at that point. But you're basically like jumping out of the fire – jumping out of the frying pan into the fire. You're saying, well, this, this ideology is so bad, I'm going to ally myself with this equally horrible ideology in order to fight it because they're the same color as me, which is fucking retarded. But if you're that far gone, I don't know what to tell you. But – I'm not going to support a system which shits all over me and hates me. 
I don't care if you're the same color as me. I don't care if we speak the same language. If you shit all over me and hate me, fuck you. But if you support me and you look out for my best interest, you protect my rights, then I will fight and I will die to protect you. If you don't do those things, you can go fuck yourself. And that's why I'm not a nationalist because, you know, it's kind of like a tree beard in Lord of the Rings where he's like, I'm not altogether on anybody's side because nobody's altogether on my side. That's my attitude. I don't know if that answered your question or not. That's just quite a rant I went on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting back with the popcorn, man. I love it. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. TFM, I have a question from Coolest uh, Cool Boy. Okay. And he asks, <clears throat> Why do women worship celebrity culture so much? Oh, because they, I mean, women are attracted to money and status. And celebrities, they're usually the total package. I talked about the total package in a recent video. So celebrities tend to be good looking, especially actors and musicians. You know, they take good care of themselves. Not always, but generally they're good looking. They're obviously rich. And remember, women crave attention. And celebrities are magnets for attention. So if you're just a random woman and you're dating a celebrity, like, just think about Selena Gomez. She was a random Disney, Nickelodeon, I don't even remember. She was on some shitty show on Disney or Nickelodeon. She, she's not a good singer, but everybody knows her name. Everybody, she's famous. Why? Because she dated Justin Bieber. Her, like, his fame rubbed off on her, and now she's famous in her own right. Not really because of her own talent, but because she dated someone famous. And you look at a freaking PewDiePie's girlfriend. She's got, like, I don't know, a million subscribers on her channel. She's just PewDiePie's girlfriend. But his fame rubbed off on her. So women, their biggest wet dream would be dating a celebrity and being famous by basically having that fame rub off on them. And then it, if they can get some of their money and their fame and their attention, that's just like the, the hat trick for a woman. That's everything they want. So to answer your question, why do women follow celebrity culture so much? It's kind of like women so desperately, that's their dream. Like, you know, a man will look at, you know, pictures of sports cars and be like, man, it'd be so nice to own that sports car. Women look at this celebrity gossip and like, oh, I could just imagine if that were me, if I were Kim Kardashian, if I had paparazzi following me and taking pictures of me and I was on the cover of magazines, oh my gosh, that would be my my greatest dream so it's just that that fantasy that wish fulfillment and that's why women just eat up celebrity culture with a spoon it's because they so desperately want that to be their life i, I would add to that that uh, the modern grid and the modern matrix makes it like vastly easier for them to live out that fictional you know Lifestyle. Oh, right. Well, right. You're like social media. You're like, you know, everybody's an artist these days. You know, every woman with a, a cell phone is taking pictures and putting it on Instagram. And she thinks she's a, some kind of artist because she took a picture of her breakfast. And then you got these uh, Instagram models, also known as strippers, who basically just show their cleavage off and get likes. And they think because they have thousands of people following them on Instagram and liking their photos that they're celebrities too. And there are people who actually have turned their Instagram modeling, quote unquote, into some sort of career. Like companies will pay them, hey, if you drink Coke 
and take a picture of it, we'll pay you money. And then they're like, they're living the dream. And you know what? I'm actually a little guilty of that myself right here because for years, like way back in the day, far before I ever learned about MGTOW, I had a dream of having like a talk show and having like a radio show, being like the primate version of Rush Limbaugh or something. And here I am, I'm living my dream in my own little way. Now, obviously, I don't have a real radio show. This is just something off of, on Twitch and YouTube. But just like these Instagram models, I'm living kind of like a micro version of that dream I've had. So women want to be famous. They want to be models. They want to be artists. They want attention. And social media gives them that a micro dose of that dream that they have by taking pictures of their breakfast and showing their cleavage. There's some flesh bags. It's, you know, I, whatever. What's funny is these girls who they strip and do porn and then they wonder why they can't find a good man later in life. It's like, because you're a porn star. Like, I'm, I'm sure the money was good, but there's a reason why porn stars are paid so well. Because you pretty much screw, literally, your future prospects. Because even if you're completely smoking hot, if the guy can look you up and be like, oh, you're a porn star and you've had sex with... 800 men? Hmm. I don't think um, I want to be with you. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll use you for sex. We can have all the one-night stands. But I don't want to actually, like, build a life with you when you've had sex with hundreds of guys over so many years as a porn star. And then these porn stars are like, oh, why? Did, it's not fair. It's like, it is fair. That's why you got, that's why you were paid so much. But what can Tim, I have, a, I have a question from yes. Campus Cervidis, okay. and he asks, All right. uh, what is the transhumanism solution to sexual needs? It seems like something humans would never want to give up, yet everyone hates being horny and having blue balls. <laughs> right, so it depends on what you mean by, there's two forms of transhumanism. There's uh, kind of robotic slash cybernetics transhumanism, and then there's actual genetic manipulation transhumanism. So if you want to use cybernetics, robotics, you can do it two ways. You can do it through sex robots that are so lifelike that you'll actually be able to feel an emotional connection, and the sex will actually be just as enjoyable as with a real woman. Another option is uh, maybe some kind of, like using another matrix example, if you could plug into some sort of machine that would give you the chemical rush in your brain as if you were in love and having sex with someone while, I don't know, jerking off or whatever, if you can get that same chemical release, that could make you feel satisfied. I think the former is probably better because I think the latter option would lead to addiction. Because they did an experiment with a monkey where they just... Every time he hit a button, he had, like, a rush of dopamine, like he, he had an orgasm. And he just kept hitting the button, and he, he, he starved to death. He wouldn't even eat. He was so – he just kept hitting that orgasm button until he starved to death. So you don't want to do that. <laughs> no. Now, the I'm other – yeah, you, but the other option is uh, biological engineering. So I think the way to do that is just to eliminate sexual reproduction altogether. Now, and I joked about this in my The Solution series, but make humans into asexually reproducing lizard people. And then, you know, just we could spit out an egg like a Namek or like that movie Enemy Mine, like the Drac. And we would just reproduce asexually. There'd be no women. Like, there wouldn't be men either. 
we'd be completely asexually reproducing species. So without sexual reproduction, there's no sex, there's no sex drive, there's no gender, there's no gynocentrism, there's no androcentrism, there's just, there's just whatever. And then that would absolutely 100% permanently solve the problem. It would probably create different problems, but it would solve the sexual dynamic problem, absolutely. But, you know, that's the thing. There's no, we wouldn't be human anymore at that point. It would be completely different species, you know, like dynamics. So it'd be Drakian. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where it would solve one problem, but it would also mean becoming something completely inhuman. So you'd have to ask, you know, is it worth it? Obviously, I think the easiest solution is just take women's rights away. Just, you know, it's worked for thousands of years. It literally worked for all of human history until the last hundred years or so. So clearly, it has a it has a long track record of success. But if you don't, if if that's too much, like oh, I can't take women's rights away. That's monstrous. Well, then we can become lizard people. It's one or the other, <laughs> or sex robots, sex robots slash artificial wombs. You know, something. One of those things is going to happen. My bet is on the women losing their rights, or something along those lines. That's the that's nature's kind of go-to <laughs> it feels like uh you know solar flare emp attack grid goes down that shit would happen overnight we wouldn't have to evolve into drakians and we wouldn't have to wait for these badass sex robots well the problem with that is then what's going to happen is yeah we may have go back to a patriarchy but then it's eventually going to devolve into gynocentrism. Then we're going to have feminism. We're going to have another... It, the cycle just going to repeat itself. Um, which is fine, I guess, because obviously we'll all be long dead before that cycle repeats itself again. But ideally, I'd like to break out of the cycle permanently instead of having to constantly repeat history over and over again. But if, if that's what happens, that's what happens. What can you do? All right, so all right, so Callie, do we have another guest lined up or Callie? Okay, I don't know. Callie's gone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well uh, TFM man, it was uh, it was good speaking with you, and uh, like I said, I've been sitting back and uh, metaphorically eating popcorn and listening to your uh, philosophy and wisdom, and you know, taking notes and learn learning more for myself because you know. Uh, it's always a learning process, constant learning and, uh, you know, expanding. So I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all on our journey. Like if you look, if you listen to my older videos from like 2015, you know, I've grown. It's not just, you know, oh, I, I know everything. So, you know, listen to me, you know, we're all on this journey together. We're all at different spots of the journey. So, you know, I've learned things even as I've started my YouTube channel, if you listen to my old videos, compare them to my newer videos, there's always growth. There's always more to learn. There's always more to understand. There's always more to accept. So I guess Callie's gone. My, my production manager has left. So I don't know when he'll be back. I guess I'll check out the chat, see what's going on. All right, so the Spark 101 wants to know, when did I join MGTOW and how did I find out about it? So I was, it's kind of a weird roundabout way. So I was kind of a, a libertarian and I, fa I was watching a channel called That Guy T. 
And he, uh, from that guy, T, I learned about Sargon of Akkad. And then I was watching Sargon of Akkad videos. And then I found Sandman. And then I was watching Sandman videos. And that's when I learned about MGTOW. So it was just like a very roundabout way. And this is why every... This is why every channel is important. So, you know, like Stardust does not like Sandman. He doesn't like the way he's kind of watered down and made MGTOW more of a mass market product by putting out daily videos. But the, the good thing is, is without Sandman, you know, having so many videos, I may not have discovered MGTOW, or at least not have discovered MGTOW for a long while. Because, you know, a lot of the people would call like the best of the best content producers they don't produce that many videos like you look at spetsnaz he has like 40 videos total like ever yo tfm i'm back dude sorry okay. i was talking out a uh, uh, uh another guest okay um, we've got is quite a lot of traffic going on tonight so um, okay. you have to forgive me if i'm not in okay the channel, but, no that's sorry. fine no oh, okay yeah so go ahead and bring on the next guest okay so our next guest is Check the schedule. Uh, one second. Right, our next guest is Jabberwock, who would like to discuss with you his observations of high school from a MGTOW perspective, career prospects, and his personal journey as a young MGTOW. All right, welcome Jabberwock to the Turtle Flinging Monkey Show. He's in now. Oh my gosh! Just give him a few seconds. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it right one of these days. One of these days we'll have no technical difficulties, but it won't be this day. Right. I was literally just speaking to him like two seconds ago, so he he will unmute himself. Soon. Oh my gosh! Come on, man! You're killing me, Smalls. Oh wait, okay, I can see him. Come on, come on, dude! You can talk. Jabberwocky, yeah. there. Um, please. Jabberwock. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you now. Are you? Are you can we hear him? <laughs> yeah. There? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. He's there. He's there. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Jabberwock, welcome to the Turd Flingy Monkey Show. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I love your show. I, I, mm. It's just, it's helped me so much. Awesome. Nice. Thank you. I, I appreciate. I know everyone tells you that tells you this, but thank you. Oh, thank you. Just, you're you're just very welcome. You. Some people hate me, so it's not everyone. <laughs> Especially the Nash, the traditionalists, and the women. They don't tell me they love my show. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty right. much. Yep. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about your stuff. All right. I've came on here to talk about. Uh, my observations in high school while being a MGTOW. Basically, right. um, looking at my friends' lives, teachers, the education system in general, the whole school as a whole, stuff like that. So right. basically, do a MGTOW lens. Now, uh, just because I had a, another high school guy on my podcast a while back, um, are you, you're not like, you don't have any like weird deformities or defects, like you're not blind or anything? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Yeah, cause I I don't know, like I'm not judging or anything, but I don't want like the only high school guys who go MGTOW is because they got some like crippling deformity, and that's the only reason why they go the yeah. way. That wouldn't really be a very good like advertisement. Yeah, like are you in a wheelchair? Are you blind? Come to MGTOW. <laughs> we won't judge you. Hey, okay, yeah. So okay, so what what kind of observations are you talking about? 
So basically, hold on, I have my notes right here. All right, so basically, um, some observations I, I looked at is, hold on, going inside. All right, so basically my friends, once they get involved in like a relationship or something like that, uh, they tend to kind of disconnect from the group. They spend their time talking about that person, right. texting them all day, every day, uh, on Valentine's, getting them gifts, stuff like that. And it right. makes me cringe. My friend, gone. So, Well, I mean, awesome. but when you're a teenager, you're in the throes of your hormones. So every emotion you Correct, feel yeah. is like turned up to 11. So every little puppy dog crush is like true love. So, yes, you know, yeah. these guys... Yeah, it may just be a girlfriend, objectively, just random girlfriend in high school. You're not even going to remember each other's names in a couple of years. But at the time, it's like you get hit hard. Like, I remember when I was in high school, I had these, like, these girlfriends and these crushes. I was, like, crying like a bitch. Uh, you know, everything was, like, true love. It was crazy. And, of course, once I got out of my – once I was in my 20s and my hormones leveled off, I was like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Like <laughs> – at the time, it's like the closest thing a man will ever get to being on his period is that hormone-induced insanity that is being a teenager, just having your hormones out of control, having all your emotions turned up to 11. So I, yes. I, I can't even really fault guys for being so irrational because they're, when you're in that mental state, it's, it's out of control. I actually I'm, – I'm very shocked that there are you know teenage men like yourself – who can resist it, who can rise above those extreme emotions when those hormones are just raging. I think partly the reason why, let me, I'll, I'll give you a little backstory. Okay. So basically um, from, I would say about like, maybe like five or seven, like I've always like noticed, like I was always annoyed by women, <laughs> like, I, like the, the girls, little girls, stuff like that. They would annoy me. Did they you, would, like, you put dirt in their hair and all that? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. But they would annoy me. They would annoy my friends. They would tell on us to get us in trouble so we could do stuff for them. If uh, if we didn't follow what they wanted, they would tell on us. Yeah. Stuff like that. Over time, that just built up. And I've seen um, just go behind people's backs. Like I think, was it my cousin? Yeah, my cousin. I uh, told my aunt that I took her toy and I hit it, and then I got in trouble because of that. <laughs> just just little stuff like that. Right. Over time, I was annoyed, and I keep saying the same thing over and over. I'm sorry about that. Uh, whatever. But, I was annoyed, and eventually when I get in, got into military school, which was, yeah, military school, middle school. Okay. So this is my middle school part. Basically, right. the boys and girls classes were segregated, and over time, I was able to build like really strong bonds with some male friends that I have to this day. Right. And over t and over time, um, I would see like some of them break off and go into like dating stuff like that, and right. <laughs> I would lose them pretty much. Some most of them I lost, and they would become sucked in to the void. Well, yeah, and. There's there's a there's a lot going on there. I mean, a guy. I mean, I I talked about this. A guy's sex drive is so strong compared to a woman's. Uh, 
Like, women obviously enjoy sex, too, but for a guy, it's, like, so strong. Like, 300%? Yeah, it's or perhaps even more than that, at least 300%. Like, that's the conservative estimate. I estimate it just based on comparing the amount of sex between gay couples, heterosexual couples, and lesbians, and just looking at the differences. It could be as much as nine times or 900%. So, you know, when a guy... It's like a powerful drug to a man because his sex drive is so powerful. And, you know, it may just be the guy just thinks like, you know, hey, I, I love my friends. I love hanging out with them. But I'm going to do this for a while. And if this doesn't work out, then I'll go back and hang out with my friends. And they're not even thinking that this is hurting his friends. He's just thinking this feels really good and this is what I want to do. And I'll just come back to my friends if it doesn't work out. And also, women have just, and this is part of being in a gynocentric society, women just expect to be the center of attention. So a man is just expected to abandon his wants, desires, and friends and do whatever the girl wants in exchange for that, that intoxicating touch. Yep, I've noticed that. So, you know, obviously if we lived in a different culture and different society that wasn't gynocentric and the man was in charge he really really wouldn't give a shit he'd do what he wanted and then he'd come home and be like woman my dick is dry <laughs> fix it but unfortunately this is the society we live in and because men have such a powerful sex drive they're willing to do pretty much anything i mean you got to think the fact that MGTOW exists the fact that men are walking away from women and relationships how shitty are women how shitty is society that men are actually beginning to overcome that instinctual desire to acquire and seek after women like that's how shitty society has become the fact that MGTOW even exists is this testament to that sad that something like this has to happen it has to happen though yeah that's I mean it's a it, eventually like they've obviously gone too far but just think about I mean feminism isn't new it's been around for a hundred years and yep. MGTOW's only existed for really since 2012 in its more current form so it's i would, I would say it's crazy uh, feminism has its different forms like for example the roman era right no i mean obviously uh roman women never could vote so yeah but they had their own little like hoorah they want rights and all that stuff i know coltane has done videos talking about how basically the industrial revolution and the pill caused feminism i kind of disagree with that my thought is it's really women's rights it's not there is nothing inevitable about women's rights just because you have an industrial revolution doesn't mean you have to give women rights that's fucking stupid yeah. but some people like but if you look around you look at pretty much every western country has given women rights but that's not necessarily organic because what happens is, is countries that have given women's rights view that as a human right like that's what happened with malaysia you know i did a video talking about or a was it Myanmar? No, I think it was Myanmar, or Burma, whatever. But basically, it's gone full feminist. Like they passed a bunch of feminist laws. But I, when I was doing research on that, there were a bunch of uh, economic sanctions against them by the West, which pressured them. And I guarantee one of the things were if you give women rights, if you pass all these feminist laws, we'll lift these economic sanctions. Wow. So they basically held these countries that were basically traditionalist at gunpoint saying, we're going to fuck you economically unless you pass these laws. So it's not necessarily like, oh, look at all these advanced countries. They're all feminists. This must prove that 
you to be an advanced country, you have to be feminist. I hate that argument. No, because it, it's it's basically just looking around and being like, because this is what I see, this must be what always happens. The only reason why that's the case is because America is gynocentric, and America is basically the Rome of of the world right now. So whatever we say, because we have the military, we can back it up. We can enforce it through economic sanctions or straight out overthrowing your government or sending in you know, special forces hit squads for regime change. We can do a lot of shit if we want. And for whatever reason, it's just kind of like this democracy thing. Like We believe that if you're a democratic country, you're automatically cool and you're automatically peaceful. When really, that's not true. Democracy isn't the panacea for peace, and neither is women's rights. Neither is feminism. But I think this goes back to my hypothesis about trying to establish matriarchy in order to make society peaceful. So the idea is, okay, we need to give women rights. We need to make these societies more matriarchal because they're going to be less warlike and more peaceful the more matriarchal they become. And if all these societies become matriarchies, then we'll have world peace. <laughs> I'm, that sounds it's very oversimplified, but I think that's a lot of what goes into it. That's why the spreading of feminism through economic and military sanctions is part and parcel to diplomacy when it comes to Western civilization. And this is why I really don't give a shit about Western civilization anymore. Just because you know we speak the same language and stuff like that doesn't mean I'm gonna fight and die for you if you don't give a shit about me and you're fucking me. But you know it's. It is what it is. Indeed. Sorry, I'm I'm very prone to just go on these rants. Yeah. So now I don't I don't even remember what we were talking about. If you can get us back on subject, I'd appreciate it. Oh yeah, basically, I think I was talking about um, my friends. Okay. uh, Getting. Hold on, let me shut really quick. Door. My room door. Hold. Okay. Do what you got to do. I'll be here. I was talking about how I lost my friends and basically, well, not all of them, but the ones that started to date and They'll be they, back. their mental capacity and all that. Well, not right. capacity, but um, well, their priorities. Yeah. They're prioritizing. Yes. They're prioritizing their relationship with a girl over their friends that they've had for years and years uh, because they're just addicted to that. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying they're they're fuck, they're fucking all the time, you know, but. If it's not sex, it's at least the attention of the girl. Because it's so intoxicating, especially when you're a teenager, when all of your emotions are turned up and your hormones are raging. I mean, this, there's a reason why, uh, you know, most marriages happen when people are young. You know, people, they just, they feel love. And they're like, oh, I love you. Oh, my gosh, we should get married. I just love you so much. They have nothing in common. And, and as soon as those those feelings wear off, because it's all based on hormones, as soon as those hormones subside, you're like, oh, God, we have nothing in common. What were we thinking? But you were so in love. And unfortunately, a lot of times, by the time you realize that, you already have a couple kids. And now you're fucked. Yep. Yep. That's pretty much. But I think the thing that led me to kind of... Well, I'll talk about how I became a MGTOW. So okay. in middle school, I wasn't a MGTOW, but I still had a lot of, uh, I would say, general MGTOW qualities. Um, later, I would say, 
at the a end of eighth grade, I was watching some like feminist cringe compilations, and then on my recommended feed, I saw uh, a Sandman video, and I believe it was titled like something along the lines of like why women hate MGTOW. Okay. I was just I was watching that, and I was like, ooh, this this is kind of interesting. Like, I was like, why why would they do something like that? And I clicked on the channel, and from there on, I started watching. MGTOW videos, mostly on Sandman, and then slowly started stemming off. I mean, that's an oversimplified version, but... Oh yeah, no, my same way, like, I discovered Sandman first, and then from there I branched out and discovered other channels. So yeah, that's pretty standard. Obviously, like, this is what I'm talking about. People, people, you know, poo-poo channels like Sandman, MGTOW 101, because they put out a lot of, you know, kind of superficial content. But without that superficial content, a lot of guys would never find MGTOW. So, you know, even though you may have outgrown that kind of content, it's still useful for growing the community and yeah, introducing people to MGTOW. Exactly. I kind of I use them as, like, either preschool teachers or carnival barkers. They're just trying to get people into the tent. So, you know, whatever works. Yep. I still, like, occasionally watch a, a Sandman video here and there. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm still sub to him. I still watch his videos and comment. It kind of depends on what he's talking about. It depends on if, if I'm in the mood. But yeah, he's still good. Yep. He, he, you know, one thing you can't... He's consistent. Like, you could watch a Sandman video from, like, three years ago, and it's going to be the same as the Sandman video <laughs> from yesterday. So that man, he has a consistent quality. So you, you got to give that to him. Yep. So after Sandman, I think I'll say... Two, three months later, I came over your channel, which was the worst channel. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I suck. What can I say? But I love your channel. I, I love like the insight you put on things. Like you don't just like talk about something. Oh, feminism. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. Feminism. So you actually, go like yeah. deep inside. <laughs> yeah, feminist. Uh, feminist did this today, and it was bad. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> but you you give some insight on it. Yeah. You back it up with evidence, proof, like history, stuff like that. I love that. Well, yeah, at this point, I just reference my old videos since I've already covered most of the ground in the past. So I'll just link to older videos. Instead of, like, citing all my sources in every video, I'll just link to an older video. Yeah. I like your new series, too. I, I, I love the new series. Which one is that? The TFM News. Oh, the news. Oh, I thought you meant the new, like, as opposed to old. <laughs> right, yeah. No, and I did that too. Like, whenever I comment on an article, I do that. And then if I'm responding to a YouTube video, which is generally, I only do that when it's an anti MGTOW video. Because I just feel like there's too many other channels out there that just do response videos to random shit. You know, like some Christy Winters or that trans person, Riley. You know, they put out a, a video about feminism, and there's like a hundred channels that do a response video for every video they put out. <laughs> And it's like, fuck that. So I figure, you know, if you're attacking an individual, like if you're attacking angry MGTOW or you're attacking me or you're, just, you're attacking an individual MGTOW, I don't give a shit. Say whatever you want. But if you're attacking MGTOW philosophy, then I'll do a response video. And not really because I feel like I feel like that deserves a response. And I, I don't see anyone else doing that. Like when somebody makes a feminist video, there's a hundred channels responding to it. When someone makes a MGTOW video or an anti-MGTOW video, nobody responds to it. So I feel like I'm bringing something at least 
new. You know, yeah. I don't want to be just another channel. Obviously, like you know, my, I, I try to everything. Yeah, I want to. I want to be unique. I want to be. Want to go my own way, even when it comes to my channel's content. I just can't help it. I'm too much of a an own your way guy. I don't like to feel like I'm copying anyone or following in anybody's footsteps. TFM. Yes. I have a question from the chat. Okay. It's from Akright22. His question is, the response I hear frequently from traditionalists is that self-sacrifice is a virtue. Can virtues be a good thing? And if so, when? Yeah, like I said, self-sacrifice in a, a cause which you believe in and which benefits you is a virtue. Like, you know, you compare Braveheart or 300, men who were sacrificing themselves and fighting for their freedom. That is a virtue. But why would you sacrifice your freedom for nothing? Like, that's really the, the, the million-dollar question. It's not that sacrifice is bad. It's that sacrifice in defense of something which doesn't benefit you is bad. So, like, so you know, saying, if I lived so in... Saying that, sorry. So you're oh. saying that, no, like, it doesn't... It doesn't help anyone for, you know, if someone wants to sacrifice themselves just for an idea like that no one gives a shit about. Well, it's okay. Uh, like, what the, what? I just landed on a planet and died. <laughs> Fuck you, game. Uh, anyway, so. Oh, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I needed that. Um, anyway, no, so like. You know, imagine you were living in Braveheart times, you know, with William Wallace. And you had this king who was, like, murdering your people and raping your women and starving people. And, you know, he was just a complete dick. And somebody stood up and decided to, you know, it's time for us to fight back. Hell yeah. You know, you have my sword and let's fuck, let's fuck shit up. Let's burn some shit. Let's kill some people. That's fine. Because you're fighting for your freedom. Now, imagine you live in a society where all those things you were already free and but people wanted you to sign up to be tortured and murdered and have your women raped and like why would you why would you sign up for that what why would you do that like just because you know you can't arrive nobody can look at the situation that exists today independently of any kind of cultural brainwashing or indoctrination and come to the conclusion that this society is good this society has your back, has your best interest at heart, and you should sacrifice to defend it. There's, there's nothing that this society does which benefits you, not objectively. Like, obviously, my stuff is here. I don't want America to be, like, destroyed because all my shit's here, and I would be destroyed with it. So, obviously, if someone's trying to destroy America, I want to stop them. But not really because I have a, an, any kind of special love for the country that literally hates me that wants to take my money and my freedom, everything that I've built and give it to some woman just because she has a vagina or give it to some other group because they feel like they deserve it more than me. It's, it's total bullshit. But for whatever reason, and I think it's literally just, just brainwashing and indoctrination, men are just taught that this is their role. And I think when it comes to traditionalists, a lot of the religious traditionalists, because they're Christian or they tend to be Christian, they look at that self-sacrifice as being like Jesus. Because, you know, Jesus sacrificed himself for his people who crucified him and spit on him and hated him. 
you know, and he still sacrificed himself for them. So I think in their in the back of their mind, they think that by sacrificing themselves for a society that hates them, they're being like Jesus. But the difference here's the difference. Even if you even if you're a religious person, you believe everything the Bible says is literal, and you believe that Jesus is real and everything like that. Jesus, when he sacrificed himself, he gained all this power and stuff like that. He's going to come back at the apocalypse riding a fiery horse, and he's going to open up a can of whoop-ass on everyone and, like, murder all the heathens, and he's going to, like, you know, whatever. He's going to be the prince of death or something. I don't know. So even if you're religious, his sacrifice is only, like, an intermediate step. He's eventually going to, like, kill everybody who didn't believe in him. That's what the book of Revelation teaches. So if you're sacrificing yourself as a man in a gynocentric society, you basically get the worst part of the Jesus story without any of the reward. Because you're not going to come back and like open up a can of whoop-ass and all the betas and manginas that fucked you over. All you get to do is sacrifice yourself with the – you get you, don't, you may not even get a pat on the back. Like I said, this whole billboard, you know, a man s supports his woman and the woman appreciates it. Ooh, that's sexist. Women don't even want to appreciate a man's sacrifice. You know, a man who gets divorce raped kills himself. Nobody cares. Hundreds of men kill themselves all the time because they were divorce raped and nobody cares. So nobody cares about your sacrifice. I don't know why men feel like they need to sacrifice themselves. Don't sacrifice yourself for nothing. It's okay to defend freedom. It's okay to fight for something you believe in that benefits you. But don't sacrifice yourself out of some stupid belief that this is this manly to do so it's manly to sacrifice yourself find a worthy cause to fight for and that worthy cause is not gynocentrism so so um i've got another question um another leading question from another okay. another um twitch user uh, okay. it's from f poll 444 his question is do you think that living in a third world country would save you from the threats of gynocentrism yeah there's there's trade-offs <laughs> there's trade-offs so you live in a third world country you know you could have a more traditional culture because of the you know because it's going to be more reliant on male labor they're going to appreciate men they can't afford to be gynocentric because they're too dependent on men so you can you can avoid those aspects of gynocentrism, but then you have to live in a third world country. So you know things like running water, modern medicine, uh, not getting shot in the middle of the night. And the problem is, if you're like a a Western person and you have money, like a lot of people, they think like they're gonna acquire a bunch of money and then they're gonna move to a third world country. Well, you know, people who live in these third world countries who are poor as shit. They may look at you and be like, oh, shit, like he has money. Let's kidnap him and torture him and take his money. <laughs> so, you know, you go to this country to escape gynocentrism and you end up being tortured to death because the locals decide to kidnap you because you're a rich Westerner or because you look different. I mean, racism and xenophobia are a thing. You move to some country where you stand out like a sore thumb. They may kill you just because of your, you look like you have money. You may just get mugged because of the extreme poverty in that country. So, yeah, you escape gynocentrism, but, you know, there's always trade-offs. The uh, way I look at it is, if you go MGTOW, you can avoid the worst aspects of gynocentrism. As long as you don't get married, don't let a bitch move in, don't 
uh, present yourself as married. Don't sign any birth certificates. Don't you know? Don't date single mothers. There's a lot of things you have to avoid because you don't want to get roped into anything. But assuming you do those things, you can avoid most of the problems with gynocentrism. And then at that point, it's up to you. You have, again, you have to gauge the net benefit. Is living in a first world country as a MGTOW better than living in a third world country? I think if you're a MGTOW, the answer is yes. I think there's more benefits to having modern technology, the convenience of things like grocery stores and relatively low crime. You know, those things are, are worth tolerating the bullshit. But if your primary goal in life is to find a quote-unquote good woman and have a family and you don't want to go the surrogacy route, you actually want to raise the child with the mother and you want to go live in a traditional country, that's probably your best bet. So if that's really what you want to live your life for, who am I to say no? But you are going to have to think about the trade-offs in that situation. Okay. Um, TFM, are you ready for the next guest? Or, I, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we, have um, about, we have about 30 minutes left, so this is probably our last are you, guest. Are you or? sure? Well, uh, it's, no, we've got... We've got no, no? Uh, no. No. We've got um, two more guests left. Oh my goodness! Me. Okay, um, two right. more guests left. So okay. you gotta. It was nice talking to you. Okay, man. Take care. All Cheers, right. dude. You gotta, you gotta stomach it, dude. I'm sorry. All right. Like I've, I've set this up. Oh man. Like All it's right. working. So. Okay, okay mom. Our next, <laughs> our next guest is uh, Ray's, and he's from a Eastern European, Eastern European country. I'm not gonna name the country unless he wants to name it himself. And his question is. I think that using any sort of label is redundant. Even calling oneself MGTOW is basically setting oneself up for hate from normal people. What do you think? Anyway, I'm going to pull him in now. Okay. Uh, let's get this road. Race, are you there? Can you hear me? You'll need to unmute your mic. Every time. I know, dude. <laughs> I know. We, you know, I, I'll have to make like a tutorial video. Like when you come on to the radio show, unmute your mic, <laughs> follow the instructions of feeding the cat, and you too can be a guest on the Turd Flingy Monkey Show. Oh, dude, you, you need to unmute your mic. Um, <laughs> he's he's asking what the hot key is for push to talk, but he's he said it anyway. But <laughs> it's the same. Maybe we should turn that off. Maybe that was a bad idea. <clears throat> no, it's a perfect idea. It it re it works, dude. It works. I mean, if you've got push to talk set up, it it will work flawlessly. All right, come on, dude. You can do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. We believe you. You can do it, dude. You can do come it. On. Do it. Make your you dreams come true. <laughs> Just do it. You need to unmute your mic, dude. <laughs> this show's counting on you to unmute your mic, dude. You can do it. Oh, God. Come on, bro. You can do it. Don't you quit on me. Come on, bro. Don't you quit on me. You can do it. Race. You can do it, Race. I think Race. I think, I think Race is gone. No, he's still here. He's talking in the chat, and he just—he just—he can't hold on. <laughs> yeah, it says he needs push to talk. 
What what button is push to talk? Isn't it space? He he set it up already. Like he was just talking to me in the pre-screening room. <laughs> and, and it's just not working for him. Uh, oh you know. god. You can do it. Alright. Alright, bro. Like, no, no, come on, bro. Like, come on. Like <laughs> Yeah. I seriously, know. like <laughs> See. All right, all right. I, I okay, guess so, are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna move on? Because Ray's uh, apparently just, can't figure out push to talk. Push to talk. Uh, okay, so one second. I've set him to voice activity, so he should be able to do it now. He all he needs to do is unmute his mic. Come on, dude. You can Excellent. Goddamn. <laughs> right. Okay. There you go. Ah, uh, he was touch and go for a while. We Sorry thought we were for embarrassment, to... people. Okay. There is, dude. All right. Okay. All right. So you wanted to talk about labels yeah and okay. a bunch of other stuff but let's All start right. with that let's talk basically s setting yourself as uh, an mgto or whatever else is <laughs> putting a target on your head and allowing people to hate you easier if you're just a random guy with, a, with no distinction mm -hmm. and you're doing your own thing nobody really comes at you and i've tried uh, saying i'm mgto or uh, MRA or whatever and people just instantly find you instantly come to shit on you and it's it's annoying absolutely that's true so you, uh, do you want to know why you should still use the label uh, go ahead yeah uh, because it's accurate like if a philosophy fits if you like I, I have my own personal philosophy before I discovered MGTOW. MGTOW just fit my personal philosophy. So it's an accurate label. So why would I why would I avoid it? Why would I purposefully like I don't I don't use that label, even though it, it accurately describes me. Like if if I someone made this joke, and this is from a feminist, like some male feminist made this quote. You know, if you are if you're a dermatologist but you don't want to be called a dermatologist. Like I'm a, I'm a skin specialist doctor. Like, oh, you're a dermatologist. No, I, I don't like to use that label. But if <laughs> if you are a dermatologist, just it's an, it's an accurate statement. Just use the label. Now yeah, I, 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 I understand if there's a negative connotation to that, but people are going to figure it out anyway. So like if even if I didn't use the MGTOW label, if I talked about, uh, you know, men should avoid marriage, men should. Uh, you know, seek to fulfill themselves and follow their own dreams and not serve women or society that doesn't benefit them and women shouldn't have these rights because they're fucking society over. People would be like, oh, you sound like those MGTOWs. So it's not even going to accomplish anything by avoiding the label. It's just going to... It's going to add to confusion. Yeah. And I see your point. It's, if it's an accurate label, there's no reason not to apply. Now, if it's an inaccurate label, like if you, if you say you're an egalitarian... Uh, but you're not, you know, you actually don't believe in certain things, but you want to be a cool kid or you want to deceptively apply a label that doesn't really fit. This is what this is what a lot of SJWs do, like when they try to co-op a group. They come into the group as if they're part of the group, and then they try to co-opt it by adding like, oh, we need atheism plus or, you know, that kind of bullshit because they yeah. want they want to take a, a label that has some clout, some respect and turn it towards their own agenda. Yeah. So, so They've yeah. been using feminism that way, and when you always point out to some shit they're doing, they say, oh, but a hundred years ago, feminism 
did this and this, what have you done? You weren't even alive when they were fighting for rights and shit. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's but that's like, you know, when I talk about how men are smarter than women and men created the world and everything like that, obviously most of the men who listen to my channel haven't created shit. You know, like there, there, there probably are. I'm sorry, I hit my pop, my pop filter. There are, there probably are some, some men who've you know built businesses and you know created art and, and done some notable things. But you know, Tesla's long dead. You know, so yeah. the great men that we turn to as inspiration, they're they're long dead, and none of us can hold a candle to them. So it doesn't really make any sense for us to do that too. But we do because it demonstrates. The validity of the philosophy so mm -hmm. even if we can't personally be like i created the world i invented this very few people can say they've invented anything but we can say that men who have dedicated themselves to their passions mm -hmm. the things like art science philosophy have done outstandingly great things and their names shall be remembered for thousands of years if not for all of time as humanity exists long after these men who basically chose to get married and have kids who are long forgotten and whose names nobody gives a shit and then the, the guys <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i i get it i've i've followed your videos pretty pretty long so i know what, what okay. to stand on but i have a slightly different take on the mgto phenomenon and okay. i find most of the spaces to be just a, a sort of mass uh, area for men to complain because they, mm -hmm. they haven't had the opportunity to do so in uh, many areas and that pisses me off and doesn't serve any helpful purpose other than having them vent uh, I see men as uh, let's I don't know classical let's see the let's say the best definition of men uh, is to to do something when there isn't uh, an alternative there isn't a service that you like, you go ahead and spearhead it. There's something difficult, you take the lead. Uh, you don't whine, you don't complain. Men for thousands of years have faced insane obstacles and didn't have a forum to cry in. They right. just took charge and made things the way they want them to be. Now, NGTO is full of, uh, mostly I think so, of people that are just complaining how horrible uh, women are. And mm -hmm. if you had any sort of experience with women, you find out that uh, they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of issues and uh, want to do a lot of stuff and complain a lot. But in the end, they're shit as leaders. Because the few women that I've seen as leaders, I don't mind serving under. They're fine. They're better than the average guy in terms of organization, in terms of morale, and in terms of loyalty. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's okay. the main problem I see with MGTOW for okay. the most part. Okay, so let's let's take it one step at a time. So your first point about uh, the MGTOW community being mostly men complaining, I think that's the internet. I mean, I don't know if this is if you're new to the internet. Most of the internet is people complaining. <laughs> so you know, why would MGTOW be any different? Now, if you look at some channels, like I try to do this myself, I don't just be like this happened and it fucking sucks you know i i do things like hey here's how you should go pursue your dreams let's talk about investments let's talk about doing something positive with your life now obviously you have to break someone down before you can build them up now society tells men this is what you should do this is this should be the purpose of your life marriage and family 
because this is your expectation as a man. So before we can talk about, you know, your dreams and whatnot, you have to kind of make a choice of, well, what are you going to give up? So and you're, you can't dedicate yourself to something like a life of personal fulfillment and science and hobbies. You can't fulfill those things and seek after a family. So before we can talk about the positive things to help give your life meaning, we have to break down the previous meaning that the society has thrust upon you. So before you're even ready to talk about self-actualization, we have to talk about gynocentrism and female nature, the, you know, all that stuff like that. So there, it is necessary to bitch about women, as it is, as it is often called. Yeah, but uh, basically that's kind of, I see it as a slave framework and applies to pretty much everybody that hasn't taken an effort to break themselves apart from it. And women, children, men, same thing. Nobody, there's a few people that even uh, uh, a lot of us don't have their families supporting them and self-development and self-actualization. So, it applies to everybody, and I don't think it's that much uh, man-specific. The system wants all the slaves it can get, and there's a lot of money and a lot of interest that are looking out to keep it that way. I'm not disagreeing with you, but men, but see, women are empowered to pretend to be men or to do whatever what they want. Like society tells them, you could do it all, do whatever you want. Now, whether or not that's good or bad for them, whether that makes them happy or miserable, that's another question. <laughs> but women yeah. are given options, whereas men yeah, they still fail. They, they, they still, still fail. fail that. But the but the point is, is men don't aren't given options. They're basically told they're given marching orders. Like you as a man, this is what your role is. You need to sacrifice yourself. You need to live for the service of others, so that you know babies can be born and women can be taken care of and that's your purpose in life and whatever dreams you might have or whatever passions you might wish to pursue whatever hobbies bring you joy all those need to go because your purpose is to be a sacrificial offering to the to the vagina and to society so you know and a lot of and i've talked to guys who they still carry around that programming and it's yeah. it's tragic to be fair that's not something that's kind of covert. All the people we enjoy and aspire to and respect over the ages have pretty much turned around and said fuck you to the system in one way or another. So if you can't uh, realize that you have to do that, you haven't really been paying attention to anything, either recent times or history. Well, but I mean, saying fuck you to the system is exactly what MGTOW is all about. But then they get accused of bitching about women. But that's the system. So it's kind of like, well, which is it? Do you want us not to bitch about women or do you want us to say fuck you to the system? But if the system is gynocentrism, which is all about serving women's interests at men's expense, isn't it necessary to bitch about women? I suppose, yeah. You, you always have to bitch about something because if you don't bitch about something, uh, the world assumes it's your favorite thing and dumps you with right. truckloads of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I mean, so uh, putting that aside, what is what is your problem with MIGTO aside uh, from the bitching about women? Yeah, it, it doesn't teach... Uh, a for the spaces I've seen, you're pretty fine in uh, motivating guys. 
and giving them real solid info to move on in, in their life and organizing them. So that's why I respect you. And that's why I woke up at 4 a.m. to come and come and talk to you. Nice. Well, but okay. most m- most uh, most MG Tower spaces and uh, let's call them leaders that uh, lead in some of them uh, are, are mostly organized around the complaining parts and venting and forget to teach uh, the, the younger generations that are lost and are still vulnerable to really step back, take a deep breath and say, okay, is it that bad? No, it's not. Men have gone through worse and uh, men men is just a subset of qualities that uh, you weren't born into. It doesn't matter. You can acquire at any time. You can develop uh, strength of mind. You can develop willpower. You can develop intelligence to some degree. You can get all the fucking knowledge you want. It's not like you have to walk uh, 3,000 miles to uh, a library in a church. You, you can get uh, things that emperors couldn't dream of in your pocket today. Right. So what in like you know i'm your genie i want you to make a wish what would you like to see migtow talk about i want to see migtow talk about uh, specifically to focus a lot more on men uh, overcoming their initial vulnerabilities as you said uh, when we're teenagers uh, we're fairly vulnerable and from my point of view in my life and the guys i've seen they're even more vulnerable than women because because of their limitations of expression and vulnerability and yeah guys take love more seriously early on until they get smashed five times by some stupid cunt that hasn't uh, has no clue what she's doing they uh, most of the women i've seen don't even intend to do that they're just too confused to make any sense of themselves uh, my first girlfriend dumped me I had to. I had to threaten her with violence to tell me what the problem was, and she she barely string a fucking sentence together. So mostly we have to. I think, of course, it's my opinion. Focus on closing communication gaps between guys and genders to really build something. Because there's enough women out there that maybe not going to make families with but couldn't have a respectful relationship in life with so that's my take at least okay so so building communication and finding good women is that kind of like finding the good women no uh, just uh, smoothing out relationships so we don't have to hate each other so much right. the world is well, and especially news media uh, thrives on that. You, you, we haven't seen any time soon. And tonight, tune in for two two people reasoning peacefully and sorting things out. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't hate women. I, I've even made a video called "Migtail Love Women." I understand women. Uh, I understand their nature. Now, I call them children, and I say that they are emotional thinkers. They don't have rationale. They can't logically and rationally understand things the way a man can. They have rights that they've never earned because they're not held to the responsibilities of a man and they should have those rights taken away. But I don't hate them. I don't want them yeah, I don't want them mistreated. Now having those positions is called hatred. It's called misogyny because anything less than giving women an absolute privileged position giving in to women's every petulant demand is considered misogyny. 
So if yeah. that, if that's the standard, then I don't even give a shit. Why should I even fight the the label? Like <laughs> yeah. if you're going to accuse me of hating women unless I, you know, get down and lift their pussy whenever they want, then fuck you. I don't even care. But I I truly don't hate women. I just want to take their rights away. That's all. Yeah, that's, but you're kind of a rare specimen in that regard. <laughs> yeah, I I watch some of the guys and their disdain and bitter experience kind of comes across their content, if I may say so myself. Well, you know, you got to understand that the red pill rage is a healthy phase. You know, when you've been hurt, you have to yeah. let you have to let those feelings happen. You yeah, have to let them wash over you. Now, you don't want to just dwell on it. And I think anyone who's been through the red pill rage will tell you that it does pass. The important thing is to find new meaning once you kind of process the hurt but you know you can't be like oh you know it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy MGTOW is a space which allows men to vent and to not be not feel shamed and blamed for having negative feelings so men who are suffering and who are angry come to MGTOW and vent and then people turn around like oh MGTOW is just a bunch of guys bitching and hating women or not really it's men who a lot of men the most vocal men that the one that everybody points to I'm like see that's what MGTOW is that's just the phase they're in but you know come back in a year or so and they're probably going to be they're going to be moved on but they're probably going to be replaced by a new crop of men who are in that phase so as long as that's what you're looking for that's what you're going to find but if you look at a MGTOW like I talked about this in my red pill grief cycle videos so every man goes through that red pill rage or most of them do but they eventually get past that and they eventually find a new purpose and then you just accept it. You're not even angry anymore. I don't hate women. I'm not even angry at women. It's not even their fault. I can't blame yeah. them for being what they are. We were, you know, it's we like, were betrayed by our brothers, pretty much. Well, it's not even. It's not that. It's women have their natures, and they've always had their natures, and they can't help it any more than men can. Yeah. So it's like blaming a dog for barking, or blaming a mosquito for sucking your blood. You don't. I hate mosquitoes. I want to kill all the mosquitoes. No, you just you protect yourself from the mosquitoes, and then the mosquitoes yeah. are fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't kind of agree with uh, your idea for why this happened. It's it's about avoiding World War Three, but I haven't exactly pinned down why it's happening. What I, I have, sure. I have no evidence for that. That's strictly a hypothesis. Yeah. It makes yeah, sense yeah. to me, but I have no evidence for it. So I don't want anyone to be like, "TFM's a conspiracy theorist." It's a hypothesis. Ah, I... <laughs> come on, conspiracy theorist. Who can shut down you with conspiracy theorists? I don't know. Yesterday, conspiracy was the U.S. collecting all fucking internet traffic. Today, it's not a conspiracy anymore. Who can tell what's behind the scenes and what isn't these days? Uh, it's uh, so easy to distort the question of conspiracy that I don't even bother to get into it anymore. Any, all that counterintelligence has to come up with is just insert fake bullshit. And there's so much conspiracy now that who, who can tell what's really happening from the fake stuff. And But as far as conspiracy goes, this culture war and the, the ginormous shit test that uh, Europe is right now, it's... For me, no random accident, because uh, you can't get synchronized uh, politics pushed that hard and that, uh, that well made uh, without any organized effort. This isn't just happening because some hippie dipshit said, oh, let's uh, be equal, let's invite all the scumbags, because 
I can assure you that they've been advised. They know that inviting people that uh, are naturally trained to hate you, don't respect you, and don't fear you, has a simple result. It's always it was always going to end up this way unless you use force and tell them, "Fine, you're here. Learn the language. If you misbehave, I'm going to smash your teeth out. I'm going to deport 200 of you for every two fuck ups." Now, fucking learn. They respect force. Immigration right. and Muslimization could have been handled fine, it, and it's not about. I don't mind diversity. I don't mind importing refugees. Uh, it, it's all about how you execute things. So now, wait, wait, yeah. wait. So, all right. So we went from talking about how yeah, MGTOW talks about women and they should stop bitching about women. So, are you saying that what they should basically get involved with the culture war and defend Western civilization from the the Muslims? No, but. Most of us are in the same boat, so we are going to have an effect on us uh, whether we participate or not. So okay. I think we might want to stake in that before uh, before it turns out very, very bad for us. Because yeah, you like uh, self-actualization and freedom of speech, but uh, if most of the world is Muslimized, you're not going to have much of that. Well, I mean, unless you're a warlord. They get... <laughs> yeah, but... How many of us are going to be warlords? I don't know. That's you know, it's it's worth a shot. You, you, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, honestly, um, why should a MGTOW care about what happens to Western civilization when Western civilization doesn't care about the MGTOW, that which only expects the man to sacrifice his life for society and for women, denigrating him the entire time? Telling him he's a hateful misogynist, sexist piece of shit, you know, cis, hetero, white male, hate, you know, all this other bullshit. And this is what the man is expected to fight for. Like, worst, ca best case scenario, he wins, he saves the day, and he goes back to being a second class citizen in his own country. Or worst what? case scenario, worst case scenario, the Muslims win, and what, you convert to Islam and pray to Mecca five times a day. <laughs> like, what I don't see one being objectively so much worse than the other that it's actually worth violently opposing it. Like I don't see one being ob that worse than the other. Convince me that Western civilization is worth saving, and the Muslims are so horrible that it's objectively in my interest to defend Western civilization, which hates me against them. Yeah, I, I guess the value isn't that great. Maybe the. The original Western values were worth defending for, but people, most people around, don't know what the fuck they're doing. So yeah, maybe being, uh, being, <laughs> but uh, hey, but we can't be any more uh, 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 black uh, transgendered women like we wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's that's a MGTOW is a survival tactic. You know, when you're living in a gynocentric society, when the game is so rigged, you literally cannot win. The only way to win is not to play. And even then, you don't win. You just don't lose. So, unfortunately, that's the best play you have. If things change, things change. But for right now, there's really not a lot of good options for a man who wants to protect himself, who actually wants to live a decent life. Because you're, you're either at the mercy of a woman. Like, yeah, you could, find, you could find the best woman you can. You can do the best you can to find a, a good traditional woman. And all you can do is hope and pray to God. That she doesn't wake up tomorrow and just decide for any or no reason to just fuck you. Yeah, Ooh. I'm taking that chance. Right, and I wish you all the best, but if you end up in divorce court, I told you so.
Uh, yeah, but, I know. So, but or if you don't if you don't like those odds, then MGTOW's your best bet. And it's not like a long term. I'm gonna you know do this forever because obviously if if the situation on the ground changes, the survival tactic is going to change. Being a transgendered lesbian obviously won't fly in a Muslim society, but <laughs> right for right now it's actually a pretty viable tactic in order to help avoid additional problems in a gynocentric society. Because if you're a cis hetero male, you have a lot of shit. Oh god. So yeah. if you're a transgendered lesbian, now you've just taken all that shit off your plate. Hey, I'm a transgender lesbian, <laughs> yeah. and you're fine. Like, you just avoid – it's all about trying to maximize the benefits. And living in a gynocentric society sucks as a man. So you got to take what you can get. You got to do what you can. So Yeah, perhaps being a fake Islam worshiper might be might be a more viable strategy. I, I, I didn't really stop and think about it that much. I thought that uh, traditional – and not even traditional, maybe classical Western values were worth defending, but uh, the muses will, once they fucking conquer all the shit that they want to for thousands of years, they really wanted to do that. They'll settle and see wh where the light's coming from. <laughs> They'll become atheists like everybody else. Uh, uh, intellectuals will be able to flourish once again. And maybe... Right. Men will maybe men will thrive for once, but I don't see it that way. No. Forces will still try to undermine men as always, because it's just other men trying to be top dog and fuck fuck all everybody else. Totally agreed. Um, so uh, TFM, we have our next guest that they really right. want to get on. Okay. So, um, yeah. All right, Raze. Take thanks care. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for getting up so early. Have take care, Raze. All right, dude. Thank you very much. All right, there you go. See, I can debate. We can have a, a respectful debate on this the TFM show. <laughs> right, so on our second to last guest. Oh, my um, goodness, you're killing his, me. No, uh, dude, I'm sorry, but believe me, I've, I've got a cherry at the end of the uh, tunnel. Don't worry. All right. So our second to last guest, is uh, his name is Silver Notex, and he just wants to speak to you about uh, politics, finance, and the subject of retirement as a young white man. All right, cool. 24. There we go. All right. All right, please, please have your mic work. <laughs> Silver Notex, oh, are you there? My, my, oh, my God, his, his mic works. It's a miracle. No. <laughs> All right, let me just mute the stream so I don't, like, double feedback. There you go. We need, we need to play a sound effect for his mic working. All right, cool. Okay, I'll okay. Uh, mute the stream so I'm not getting <laughs> fucked. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's go. So, uh, first of all, I, I had a main question, but then some things came up repeatedly in the in the show so far that I kind of wanted to talk about. There's this idea of why do women, as a group, seem to hate men, right? They don't hate men. They're just they're jealous of men. As as a group, like pushing for legal action to. Secure oh, the resource. Oh, oh, that's well, that's easy. Okay, so, so um, you had your World War Three reference, uh, like example. Well, the reason why women hate—they don't hate men. What it is is right now we're basically in a time of peace. When there's yeah. war and violence and conflict and you know danger, women appreciate and respect masculinity. When all those things have passed, when it's peaceful, when there's no danger. Then women 
look at masculinity as something that is scary because men are right. naturally yeah. bigger and stronger than women. So when the danger is past, they look at like, oh, these these big scary masculine men, they can they can hurt me, they can rape me, mm, protect me. But when there's a when there's war to be fought, when there's scary when there's even scarier yeah. things out there, they love masculine men. But we live right now in a, a time of peace. We really can... we really haven't had a, an existential threat since uh, the Cold War. So as soon as the so the the uh, Berlin Wall fell, we haven't really had an existential threat since that point. And th the next year, the year following the Berlin Wall falling, is when third wave fem third wave feminism started. It literally was the year later. So as soon as the existential threat had passed, masculinity becomes becomes demonized because it's seen as no longer needed. It, right. And I, I use the example in like why civilized society hates men in that 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 speech with the joker where it's like they need you now but when they don't they'll cast you out like a leper yeah. and that's how that it's not that women hate men it's that masculinity is scary to a woman because they are weaker and right. they just they fear men when there isn't an existential threat if that makes sense yeah. You accidentally wandered into one of my other questions that I was going to ask, um, okay. which was, uh, is gynocentrism necessarily, like, does having peace and or uh, more than subsistence level resources cause gynocentrism? Like, no. are they, is one inevitable yeah, from the other? Yeah, that's the, the Coltane, that's his position. Coltane believes that uh, basically having yeah, like the Industrial Revolution and the pill, these are, it's an, it's an inevitable result. Once a society becomes advanced enough, it inevitably becomes gynocentric. And I understand kind of where he's coming from, but I th I think he's wrong. My, my hypothesis, my alternative theory, is what I call the anti-civilization equation. So what causes gynocentrism? What causes gynocentrism is male competition and female choice. You can short-circuit gynocentrism by taking away female choice. So if you have a society that um, has arranged marriage, so women can't choose their own partners, that has uh, divorce is illegal, women cannot divorce and marry up, and adultery is punishable by death, women can't cuck their husbands, or if they do, they face death. If you do these sorts of things which take away women's choices... You could be as rich as you want. Your society will not be gynocentric because you've taken away female choice. Because the whole reason why society becomes gynocentric is men want to compete for women. And if women have the choice, they will compete via that choice. So obviously men have different things they can compete with. An alpha male is going to use his looks, his attractiveness, his genes to compete for women. Betas are going to use their resources and utility to compete for women. But it's the cucks. The cucks are going to be like, I'll treat you better. I'll, I'll give you things. Maybe not material things, but I'll give you other things. So I'll give you rights. I'll treat you like a queen. They're the ones who fuck it up for all men. Because they're the ones who give women all these rights to try to have the women choose them as the good men. Would you say like the rise of cucks as kind of a... It seems like it's like it's a, a rising phenomenon. It is something to do has something to do with the rise of collectivism as an ideology. Uh, no, like, it's, collectivism follow. Okay, what gives rise to cucks and collectivism is peace. Again, it all comes. Right, it's it all, all part of the same. Yeah, yeah, we're victims of our own success. We've created a society where 
weak men survive. You know, in, in an era where there would be constant war, the weak men got weeded out pretty quickly. So And, and they vote is yeah. the big thing. Well, yes, universal suffrage. Like people say, oh, democracy is the problem. We need some kind of ruling class. Not necessarily. Democracy isn't the problem, but universal suffrage is a huge fucking problem. In fact, if you look at in ancient Athens, women didn't vote. In the United States of America in the 1700s, women didn't vote. Like there is you can have democracy as long as you don't have universal suffrage. That's what fucks you in the ass. But society I remember it didn't Sorry. Um I'm trying to remember. I think it's something like a span of about 40 years, wasn't it, between men getting like all men getting the right to vote uh, as a return for uh what was it? And en enrollment for not enrollment being forced to go to war. Right. Um yeah. And then it's only a span of like 40 years between only landowners got to vote and then women get to vote. It's only like it wasn't actually that long where all men got to be in charge of their own destinies somewhat, right? Like, right. No, you, the whole concept of universal suffrage is fairly modern. The problem is a lot of the big um, – the bedrock of what would later become socialism and Marxism was laid during the French Revolution, which is like one of the first post-monarchy governments. So it's been right, there. Yeah. It's been there. It was, it's always been there simmering underneath the surface. And unfortunately, the way nature tends to prevent this sort of thing from happening is war. You know, just kill you just kill off a lot of guys, and then the the weak guys get weeded out, and then you don't have in the male scarcity. Guys don't have to compete for women by being nice guys because there's so many women to go around. So it's horrible to think of that. But like, there's only one of two options. You can either have male scarcity, which eliminates male competition because there's plenty of women to go around because there's so few men. Or if you don't want to have constant war, you have to take women's rights away so they don't have any choice. And then there's no reason for men to kiss their ass and give them rights because they can get women by negotiating with their fathers and by, you know, whatever, paying some kind of dowry or something like that. So – but when you have the, the, the connection between male competition and female choice, that's when the cucks show up to try to compete for women by giving them all these things such as rights. And then once women have rights, once they vote, it's game over. You've passed the point of no return because you can't do anything. Like we can't stop what's happening because women vote. Like you can't change any of these laws. You can't reform anything or repeal anything because women are going to shut it down. So what can you do other than yeah. just shrug your shoulders and be like, well, it's fucked. We can't stop this it. Actually, we've managed to wander into quite quite sashayed into my actual main question All that right. I was going to ask, which is slightly more practical and a bit less nebulous. Okay. Um, so, given the way things are going, um, on we've actually brought up the subject of retirement earlier on in the show, but for men mm -hmm. in the West, who like governments are burdening with debt. Most of it unpaid liabilities in the forms of various types of wealth care. Uh, wealth care? Healthcare. <laughs> Welfare and health care. Yeah. Uh, just roll it onto one word. What is the best plan for particularly I got my the reason this prompted this question was I got my first sort of my first pension statement back. Okay. I'm twenty I'm twenty four and I'm like you Now know that I think about it, I don't think provided given the likely consequence that the first the first group that might be kicked out of like will say that probably it'll probably end up being white men 
you oh, have to work till you're 80. Oh, right? you're talking. Yeah, so yeah, you can forget about Social Security. Social Security is going to be a joke for you. Like by yeah. the time you retire. So how, does, how does a young MGTOW go about setting up savings and things in such a way as to avoid that? Because otherwise, they're never going to retire. Right? Yeah. All right. So, you know, obviously, you want to live under the assumption that you are going to retire. And you need to you need to invest aggressively under that assumption. You can't just count on, you know, society collapsing and it turning into the Walking Dead, because what if it doesn't? And then you're going to be a greeter at Walmart because you know you, you didn't save anything for retirement. So, right, live off the assumption that you are going to retire. Don't just yeah. assume society is going to collapse. But you know you should also keep that in the back of your mind that society could collapse. And you need to right. uh, make sure that. I say it's just that I'm very I'm very aware that the first group that will have their, you know, their retirement age lifted higher will end up being white guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's and that's fine. So here's what I would recommend. So you need to be saving about ten percent of your net income per paycheck towards your retirement. So if and if you, let's say your for your four hundred one k matches at three percent well that's great three percent's done you also want to max out uh, a private ira either traditional or roth i recommend roth but right. you may want to talk to someone about your tax brackets it may be better to go traditional because it's tax deferred you can contribute up to fifty five hundred dollars a year that could push you up up to ten if not you have two options to round out to ten you can go back to your 401k even though it's not matched you can still contribute until you reach 10, or you can contribute to an annuity. But the annuity has certain fees and stuff because it's an insurance product, so you may just want to go back to your 401k. Once you're, once you're saving 10% of paycheck, you want to invest fairly aggressively. And the reason why I say that is because you're not retiring for decades. Yeah. You, you, can afford, you can afford to ride the roller coaster. Uh, once you're within 10 years of retirement, then you want to you know get out and invest in something more stable because what you don't want is you don't want to retire during the down market because then you have to sell you only lose money when you sell so if the market is down when you sell you lost money so what you want to do is within 10 years while the market is up you want to get out of your your risky kind of stock investments get into things like bonds and annuities that are more stable that way you're not selling during a down market but that's within 10 years of retirement. Until then, you ride that roller coaster all the way to the bank. You, you put, it in, yeah. put it in small cap, emerging markets. Uh, I recommend a, um, a, a diverse portfolio of ETFs for stable assets. So we're talking your large cap, um, domestic stocks, stuff like that. Stuff that's fairly stable, fairly vanilla. Right. Yeah, use, yeah. use ETFs for that. When it comes to your stocks or your asset classes that are very volatile, that you really need professional management because you need to separate the good from the bad. Things like junk bonds, small cap, emerging markets. You need to go with a professionally managed mutual fund. You know, find one that has a good low um, uh, expense ratio, and you want to look at their ten-year track record. I what I do is I measure their ten-year return compared to the S&P 500, and I also look at their beta. You want their beta to be low, and you want their 10-year average return to be high. 
So you find a good asset class specific mutual fund that's professionally managed for your risky assets, find low cost ETFs for your stable assets, create a nice diverse portfolio, but you want to go fairly aggressive while you're young. And you want to earn probably about 10% a year. If you're earning 10% a year, you're good. Don't get too greedy. Uh, you know, if some guy over here is he earned 15% you know, day trading, great, because that's going to be like winning the lottery. Most of these guys who, you know, they have one good day, but then they don't realize that the other days they lost a bunch of money. And then it all averages out to like less than 10% a year. So you want to just put it in something passive, check on it. All right, go ahead and type. I don't know. Do whatever you got to do. But you, you want to you go passive generally. Um, you don't want to have to babysit your stocks like a Coterie was in a video talking to uh, Marcus A. Brown. And Coterie's weird because he's, he does investments. But he's very conservative, but he uses a very aggressive investment style. Like he believes in like owning individual stocks and like trading actively. But then he's very conservative, where I'm the opposite. I believe in a more passive approach to investing, but I'm very aggressive. So in the end, you're going to get similar results with either. But the passive approach is going to be easier because you don't have to babysit your investments as much. So that's why I prefer it. But if you prefer, if you really like babysitting your stocks and researching different companies, and that that gets that gets you hard, then you go for it. But I don't really care. <laughs> as long as I'm making money, I'm happy. So anyway, so that's that yeah. that that's going to prepare. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so that's going to protect your retirement, but you also need to prepare for a possibility of a collapse. So you want to own about six months of expenses in cash. So have about six months of your living expenses in a bank or credit union. I recommend a credit union and I recommend a money market account. Don't put in anything complicated that you're going to have to sell. You need it to be on hand. Cash is going to protect you against something like uh, deflation or a depression. But you're also going to need about six months of expenses in silver for in case there's like an actual currency collapse or hyperinflation. Don't necessarily buy gold because it's too it's too much. You're not going to be able to trade something for that fifteen hundred dollar you know gold coin. Silver is only about twenty dollars an ounce, so it's much more easy to trade with. So that's what I recommend for also you know guns, food, common essentials for some sort of societal collapse. Just look at Venezuela. Think about if you were living in Venezuela, what would you what would you like to have if you had to live in Venezuela right now? And that's what you should be buying. There you go. Okay, what were you saying, Callie? Callie? Right, we have our <laughs> yeah, I'm here, dude. I'm here. Okay. Um, we have our we have our last guest for right. tonight. Um, her name is Tanya Go, and she would like to speak to you about some, you know, MGTOW, okay. you know, some of her issues that she's having as, All right. um, you know, a, a woman in America. There you go. You know, uh, uh, what what better place for her to come to advice than talking monkey? <laughs> I'll I'll bring her in. I'll bring her in. Okay. So uh, let me just check it down. <laughs> hey <All right>. Tanya. <laughs> uh, can you please mute mute your um, Twitch stream, please? Please mute your Twitch stream. <laughs> can okay. you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We can we can hear you. Well, welcome oh, to the Turd Flingy Monkey Show. That's so funny. 
I think you're. I think you still have the stream going in the background. So we're gonna wait Thank for her you. to pause it. Go ahead and just pause the stream. That way we don't hear an echo. How do I do that? Just there's a pause button. Just close it on on just the screen, it. or just yeah, just close it. All right. So we're gonna wait. Did you do? Are we good? Hello? No, I still hear myself. Come on, Tanya. Yeah, I'm here right here. I'm right here. All right. How do I do that? There's a pause button. It looks like it's like like a play button where it's like an arrow, but it's two vertical lines. Yeah, but I see just like a screen feeding cat. All right. Hold your Okay, go to the screen and there, go to the lower left corner and you should see a play button that becomes a pause button. <laughs> let me know if you, uh. if you figured it out. I'm gonna have to send her a direct link to the. Yeah, um, it's like trying to explain to my grandma like how to set an alarm clock or something. Yeah. How to program a VCR. <laughs> All right, come on, Tanya. Come on, Tanya. We believe in you. You can do it. Okay. Someone says just press space bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is. What is what is wrong? What is wrong with my audience? Can we not figure out basic computer functionality? Is it me? I know. Do I just do I attract people who don't know how to use computers? Come on, Tanya, you can do it. Hello, can you hear me? Did, did you mute it? Okay. Did you pause it? Okay. Did you turn it off? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can hear you. Hello, Tanya. Welcome once again to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. I'm glad we, we we taught you a valuable skill of how to pause a Twitch stream. Oh, I can still hear myself. Are you serious? Tanya. Okay, Tanya, I want you to close your browser. I want you to close your, your Chrome or Firefox or Internet Explorer or whatever you're using. Okay, it's closed. All right. All right. All right. So we, we had to we had to go for the nuclear option, but we figured it out. Oh damn! All right. It's closed. Okay. Hello, Tanya. For the third time, welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. How how, how can I help you? Um. Okay. So I am calling because I want to talk about my my relationship that okay. I had back then. Back um, back then. This guy for like right. seven. Yeah, it's not it's not a relationship anymore. Okay. Um, I was dating this guy for like, I don't know, seven years or so, maybe more now. And, um, yeah, um, it didn't work out. I mean, I, uh, I don't know why it didn't work out, to be quite, quite honest, but, um. Well, who, who, uh, who ended the relationship, you or him? I don't really know. I just stopped talking to him. I, um. <laughs> okay. It's like one of those things. I don't know. But, um, I know Why I'm done. Why you lying? Why you always lying? Okay. Oh my god. Stop <laughs> fucking lying. Let me continue. God. Okay. Alright. So, he... Can you turn your mic up? Okay, You're I... a little bit quiet. I can't. I mean... Okay. Can you, like, okay. speak I'll up? I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can talk. Turn right. her up. One second. Alright. Alright. So... Keep talking. Um, I don't know. I dated for I dated him for seven years. Yada yada yada. Right. And we had a child, 
and um, after I had a child, he just didn't want anything to do with her. Okay. And, um, he didn't want to support her or anything. I didn't do child support because that was the wrong thing to do. Um, I know my my family helped a lot. My my mom is very traditional, and she's like you know. How old was the child um, when the relationship broke down? She's like um, a couple months. He, you know, he just didn't want to. He didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to support her. He didn't want to like support me. You know, like I, I told him to carry her. He couldn't even carry her. Like, what the fuck? So, did he want to be a father? It didn't sound like he wanted to be a father. <coughs> was was this a unilateral decision that was made for him? Take all the time you need. Think about it. It's a hard. It's a hard. It's a hard. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I coughed and like I I just couldn't. Ugh. Like something kind of came out. Anyway. Okay. But um. Gotta, gotta get that looked okay. at. So anyway, um, yeah, I think no, we decided we decided to okay. to have a child together and this and that. Um, but then when the child was born, he wanted nothing to do with the child, even though he said he wanted it? Right. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense. All guys make logical sense, and, like, you know, women are all, like, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, that's the case, you know, and, um... Yeah, he just, he didn't want anything to do with it. I mean, he was, uh, how can I say, he was, like, on disability and things like that. He had this, like, high-functioning autism, Asperger's or whatever the fuck, and uh, I really got along with him. I mean, I care, I cared about him, and I still kind of care about him. It's just that it's too bad that, you know, it ended the way that it did, but then again, it's like, it was really fucked up for him to have done that and it was weird because i don't even know why i care so much but mm -hmm. you know it's kind of one of those things he introduced me to the show and i get really into it and i don't know why i care so much about the way people are and wait okay <clears throat> so he he introduced you to my show Right, because he was he was saying something about the sexual market value. I think he wanted me to like move by saying you can move on mm -hmm. to your life because you're 29 and you don't need me because I'm a deadbeat father who will never provide for your daughter because you know I'm just deadbeat and I'll <sighs> find myself like another female who's younger than you so that I can have kids. And whoa, 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 okay, all right. So nothing you're saying is adding up. So. He wants to leave you. You're 29. No, he doesn't want to leave me. He's left. Okay, he, he left, but, but you, you talked to him, and he introduced you to my show, and he said he's going to, leave, he's going to find another woman and have kids, right? Yeah. But, he, he, wanted, he, yeah. but he, had, he had kids with you and wants nothing to do with your kid, and you're in your 20s, but he wants a well, younger woman. You, you see how, like, nothing you're saying adds up? Because like that's how it is. Like, that, no. Understand that. Like, I'm telling you my story. How can you possibly say that I'm not telling you the right no, story? No, well, you're because nothing you're saying makes any logical sense. 
So okay. if, if a man wants to have kids with another woman, why would he be ignoring the child he has? Because he's a fucking loser who thinks like a female. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... I don't know, I mean... It's fucking true. He's a fucking female. He thinks just like females do. They're very manipulative. And they're very um, cunning. They know what they want. They know what they're doing. And that's it. That's all that matters. That's the end of the story. That's all they... Okay, so you're so here's a guy who he wants to have children with another woman, but even though you're you're in your twenties, you're not even in your thirties yet, so you're still in your prime. I don't want to have fucking kids with a loser. But you have a ch but you already have but that's too late for that. The genie's out of the bottle. You had a child with him. I don't want to have any more. Okay. He put, he wanted to have more, and I okay. So listen, listen. <laughs> Right. For the fucking sanity of having a fucking kid, do you honestly want to have more fucking kids? You can't even provide for one fucking kid, you fucking idiot. Well, now I'm get, beginning to see why he left, um, but... Because he wanted to have more kids, and he wanted to fuck me more. Yeah, okay, that's why. No, right? no. I, I, th I think... What? I think it's your attitude, just because, like... It's time to stop! No, it's well, no, stop, okay. okay. All right. No more! But I think what no, happened. No, I know you. Calling to, right. You know, I'm calling on the show because I'm telling you how it is. I mean, my attitude may be like not so great, but right. I'm telling you as it is. Like, there's no filter here. No, that's fine. I, but I think if we brought him on, he'd be able to give a different side of the story because yeah, I mean, if he if he wanted if he wanted kids, and it sounds like. You, when you first got on, when you first started talking, you were saying how he doesn't want anything to do with his child, and he's just like listen, wants. When I had right, mm -hmm. you're right. So listen, just okay. listen. I'm listening. When we had when we had a daughter together, he was living with living in my house with my mom and my sister, and he didn't do anything. He played video games every day of his life saying that he's going to win a tournament so that he can get like thousands of dollars why are you whispering um so and then you know nothing happened after that and i'm thinking in my mind i'm like um okay so i'm going to support you that's okay i know you want to win this money and i know you want to do this okay that's great thank you whatever i'm going to be there for my daughter i'm going to take care of her i mean she needs to be like kids you know like babies need their mothers you know, at an infant age. Of course, you don't know that because you're not a mother. Or you don't know anything about. How kids. do you? How do you know? Anyway. <clears throat> how do you know I'm not a mother? I'm a transgendered lesbian. All right, whatever. <laughs> um, so I'm being really serious. I know. I'm being. I'm super so serious. So let me just go ahead and say that it would be stupid for me to give him an infant who he can't breastfeed, who he can't, you know, take care of, and things like that. It would be really stupid. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um. So I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to do all this. She's my daughter. Right. How the fuck am I not going to take care of my own blood? Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Anyway. So I let that slide. You know, I let him do his thing because I cared for him. I loved him. He was like I, the only guy I ever wanted to ever be with for the rest of my life. Seriously, dead on. I didn't care about anybody else. Okay. He was it. And, um... Then, after that, you know, he didn't want to do anything else with his life when he knew that he couldn't win the whole thing. 
You mean like he, he didn't like get a real job and, and make good money? Nothing, nothing. Yes. Well, I mean, he didn't even get a fucking job. Not even a job. Nothing. So okay. it's just like, um, all right, what are we going to do here? I'm, I'm still breast fucking feeding her. How am I supposed to go to work and do all this shit by myself? Right. So he, he wasn't, was he disabled or something? Was he collecting disability? I said, well, didn't I tell you that he was like, um, high functioning autism, whatever the fuck kind of mm -hmm. thing. He has this ability with the government where they okay. person a month. He didn't give me shit for like, okay, I had to beg him to give me money to buy like diapers and like all this bullshit mm -hmm. for the kid. Right. The I kid. I had to beg him. He didn't uh -huh. fucking do it on his own. Okay. And he but, was living with me. And right. Then, you know what? My mom is like, okay, don't worry about it because he's like, you know, he's disabled and all this bullshit. And I'm like, yeah, okay, mom. Like, really? Right. Oh, okay, so. He had no fucking heart at all. But he wanted kids. You admit he wanted kids and he has a kid. But he wants well, nothing to do all, with the kid he has, but he wants more kids. That doesn't. Yeah, he, I mean, he can go ahead and do what he wants, to be quite honest with you. Mm hmm. I don't care anymore like he can do what he wants what i'm what i'm trying to say or what i'm trying to ask or what i'm trying mm -hmm. to like right. understand more why is that music being played i, I because can't even think. this this is a we're having an emotional moment why i'm because... not emotional at all, all i'm right. telling you okay i'm i'm a bit emotional I mean, Callie's a little, he's emotional for both of us. I'm, well, okay. I'm trying to figure okay. out okay. something. Alright, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I really want to figure something out. That's why I called the show. Okay, no, I, I, I will help I you. I for be emotional. Okay, what, what do you want to know? I will tell you. I'm your genie, now make a wish. I'm your magical genie monkey. What do you want to know? Um, okay. Um... All right. Well, all I just want to say, I guess, well, I want to say, since you guys, I, I, I fucking really can't concentrate. With all right. That. All right. Can, can you kill the kill the music? No, the the music. Okay, we gotta know. Okay, what is? What do you want to know? I'm like the wise monkey on the mountain. No. And I'm it's going not to that. I'm going to that, answer your question. I listen question. to your stupid fucking show. Like I what? listen to like My the whole MGTOW stuff. Stupid okay? fucking I'm sorry. show. What? I'm sorry. Am I being disrespectful? <laughs> I don't I'm care. Sorry. I don't care. I'm sorry. Because I think you guys are being the same way to me. So anyway, I know. You're right. As moving on, moving <laughs> right along. Okay. Anyway, as um, as I was saying, um, so I don't know. Um, I just got into a lot of the the stuff you guys talk around. Right. About about how or dare or whatever the fuck. And um, I was looking at how you guys talk about female nature and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's it's not bullshit, but I mean it in the, um, you guys talk about that kind of stuff. We so, we do. We're guilty. And um, I think it's actually really interesting because I never caught that of myself until you guys actually mentioned it. If that makes any sense. Well, yeah, well, it's like it's all um, subconscious, so you're not going to yeah. be aware of it, but you're going to see it in yourself. Oh shit, that's true. You know, it's like yeah. it's like reading a horoscope and be like, that's me. No, but it's more like. Um, I, I never really acted that way. I never was behaved that way when I Right. I that well, way but was, but what do you what do you when I met this person? But what did you want who, to whom you, I thought my whole life existed around and who I wanted to be with and then he goes along and he 
and he does that to me where he wants nothing to do with something that we both agreed on okay so is, is that like you want to know why what would drive him to do that is that your question yeah okay so without talking to him i think if he were here i'd be able to ask him and he, i'm sure he'd be able to answer um i'm going to guess i'm going to just kind of like role play I mean, I can just tell you. oh you can tell me okay did he because tell you I why? Because um, I stopped having sex with him. Well, okay. So that that's probably... But I wouldn't why even... would I have sex with him if he's not doing anything Exact, Exactly. No, so let me... I'm going to role play just based on what... You know what? He threatened me. He, he was like, you know... Uh-huh. He was like, you know, you... If you don't want to have sex with me, then I'm not going to give you money for anything that mm -hmm. she has anything to do with. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Right. Uh, you know, you can go ahead and do that, but it's, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I don't want to have anything to do with you ever again. Because, right. first of all, as a, as a human fucking, uh, you kind of, human being flesh uh -huh. blood, wouldn't you want to just give, like, something? Well, but, okay, so let me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk you, let me, why do you have to trade that for sex? Well, hold on, I'm gonna walk you through this. Hold on, I want to walk you through the sequence of, sequence of events, okay? So you had this relationship with this guy who's disabled, who couldn't work. Well, let me tell you something. Okay. He, he was, he perfectly was able to walk, speak, talk. He, he was fucking a genius. He was intelligent as fuck. Okay. okay. He was like the rain man of autistic no. men. Like, he's a guy who can sit down in the couch and think all fucking day in his fucking brain and, and come up with all these fucking theories. Okay. All right. So, but this is, I'm kind of piecing together the puzzle. So I'm going to spell it out for you and you can tell me where I'm wrong. So he wasn't working. You were constantly on his ass for not contributing anything financially. No, I wasn't. I was not. That's was that's not. well. This I was not. well. No, okay. Not. That's well. The, I let you, him slide. I gave right. him support. I but you you said numerous that's occasions. Good. Hold on. Hold on. That's okay. You said in numerous occasions in this conversation, he you know he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't get. He wasn't. He was playing his games. So it sounds like. No, but I supported him. Like, right. I'm telling you, I supported well, him. Like, but you eventually. But then you but eventually like, told him you're not having sex with him anymore. Because he's not supporting you financially. I didn't tell him that. It just became that way. It just became. Okay. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? So like, I told him this is what happened. Okay. We All just right. we don't talk about oh we're gonna have sex or not tonight. We don't say that. It we just, just either do it or fucking. It go. just it just slips in the middle of so the night. So I looked at him. I I would look at him and I'd be like, I remember I'd be looking at him and be like, you don't fucking do anything in my mind. I wouldn't say that loud. You're like, you right. don't fucking do anything, you don't contribute, you don't do anything. Right. Why the fuck would I give you anything? Exactly. I mean, because that's, his role is to provide for you financially. Right, essentially, it, right. Right. Because, okay, my mother would buy all this stuff. Right, so, so. First of all, I wasn't really depending on him. I wanted him to do that for me because he should do that for his child, who he and I agreed to have children with not me and my mom agreed to have a children with mm -hmm. Sorry. so he, what was he doing with all of his disability would he's like spending it on drugs and hookers or something well i don't know what he was doing he was, playing. He was probably playing 
was doing some stuff like catching up on himself and believe me me and him always had a good relationship we always talked about everything i always supported him we always talked about everything that he wanted to do in his life i'd always support him he never had money to begin with i was always the one that drove him around i'd always did everything for him and okay. uh, i was okay with it because i was in love yeah, but you're you loved him at one point, but then you resented him because he wasn't earning any money. I resented him because he didn't want anything to do with the child. He wanted to support her. Least well, but but it all it, it 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 ultimately came down to money. He wasn't earning enough money, so you turned his lack of financial contribution that he didn't love his daughter. And thus he didn't love you, and then you became disgusted by him and didn't want to have sex with him, and then the relationship fell apart. But it ultimately all stemmed from the fact that he wasn't earning enough money. It was the fact that he didn't want to do anything with his life. I can't believe well, well, he's not ambitious. R right. So I told that, 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 that. I told that's, him that clear but, as day. Like, that's a euphemism. You're, you're, you're not doing anything with your life, and you're just sitting around. You're, but what if, he, what if he was doing I'm something... I'm not going to be there for, to support you, because I knew right. once my child turns five years old, I'm going to start working for my child. Whether or not you start working or not, I will do that because I know my child needs everything she needs. But you're, you basically are just rephrasing what I'm saying. So I'm saying all this stems from the fact that you started resenting him for not earning any money. Then you rephrase that as he wasn't ambitious, he wasn't going anywhere. What you mean is he wasn't earning any money. If he would have won, won the lottery and had, was a millionaire, you wouldn't have given a shit. If, right. if he was sat on his ass all day playing video games, you wouldn't have given a shit because he'd be a millionaire. You, he, wasn't, he didn't have any money. And that destroyed your relationship. And now he has nothing. Now there's a child that doesn't have a father because he wasn't earning enough money and you resented him for not having any money. Well, first of all, he never calls. Well, you. I mean, the I relationship is over. First of all, I would never stop him from calling her. Never. I would never do that. Okay. That so terrible. So if he, if he called and wanted to be a part he of his daughter's. Well, well, hold on. If he wanted never to, called. if he, he wanted, never ever called. Okay, but he, he always wants me to initiate everything. Okay, well I'm just he's a fucking crook. Okay, so he's 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 a he's a, he's a con artist because he didn't earn enough money. No, because he's a con artist because he knows what he wants from people and he knows how to get it from them. Okay, I I think that's where a con artist is. Here, what I think, what I think's going on is. <laughs> There's, this is this is very typical. So I want you're very. This is a normal Whatever. way to understand things. So you, you are basically putting attributes onto him because you frankly just resent him because he he was the deadbeat. He didn't have any money. He wasn't earning enough money. So because he didn't earn enough money, he was a bad boyfriend, lover, husband. He was. You're he was just. He stopped was, having sex with him. No, well, all those things. No, you, you. You're essentially saying that. Well, no, you. Yeah, well, stop, hold on. Why did I stop having sex with well, no, because well, because I wasn't attracted to him to be quite honest. No, with you. and that's normal. No, that is a normal thing. If a man isn't earning money, like women are physically attracted to money, it makes no sense to a man. But women are 
when they find out a man has money, he could look exactly the same as he looked 10 seconds ago. But because now she knows that he has money, he actually becomes physically more attractive to her. This is 100% a female attribute that men will never understand but simply have well, to accept. Okay, well, can I stop you there? Well, okay. but I want to... I want to... I want to add something okay. in. Uh, add something when in. When I met him, when I met him, mm -hmm. I didn't care about his money. Oh, of course you didn't. When I met him, I met him because I actually really loved him for who mm -hmm. How how young were you when how were, how young were you when you met him? I was really young. I was like twenty. Right. So you weren't even you weren't really even thinking about family and having no, a provider. You were just. I was there because I really enjoyed being with him. I really right. enjoyed seeing him do things. I really enjoyed seeing him play video games. I enjoyed being around him. I enjoyed talking to him. I enjoyed hearing mm -hmm. everything he had to talk. Right. Well, I enjoyed just being there with him. Right. No. Now here's for many, many years until we had a child together. Until child. I, ha I had to, I had to be there for my child. I had to pay attention to her. I had to, her. I had right. to be there for my child. I had to look at her. I had to... No, I get it. I get it. No, like, but here's what's happening. He, he didn't see that. He was like, oh, you know, she's not paying attention to me anymore. She wants to be with her child. Oh, you know, he's like pushing. He was like, um, you know, I don't know what he went through. I don't know what he was thinking about, but he was not my first priority. It's my child. She's vulnerable. She's a ch child for crying out fucking loud. I want to, I want, you know, I want so much for her. And it's like, she's my first priority. Right now. But these, you're projecting a lot of things onto him, which ultimately stem from the fact that he didn't have money. So you're saying he's a con artist, he didn't have ambition. All these things would be irrelevant if he well, was a, all, a lottery winner. So when you, he met me, uh -huh. when he met me, he was a, uh, he knew about pickup artists, by the way. Oh, okay. I know about pickup artists. He, he, he knew about Pandora's box. He okay. He knew about all those things. He shopped at K Jewelers. He fucking trapped me like he, a fucking rat. Okay. That's what he did. I was a certain type, like I was a playette or whatever idealist. Well, you, but you don't, you don't. How, how many? Fuck whatever the fuck the codes that you guys. No, you don't. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold. You don't stay with someone for seven years and have a child because you're gaming them. You game a woman you're just trying to have sex with for a night. You're not. You don't build a life. And have a family okay, with so, someone you're gaming. All right, it was true love, then I guess, right? Yeah, no, he loved you, but he didn't have. He wasn't earning any money. You resented him for that. I loved him. Why did no. you say that? See, no, that you, loved you, him? you. He didn't have any money when I met him. Right, so but you didn't him? care then. But here's the thing: hypergamy is related to the maternal instinct. When you had a child, that kicked on your hypergamy. Now you want a man who will provide for you and, and do all these, these things. The hypergamy, this is why women usually don't really flip on the hypergamy switch until their late 20s, early 30s. Because that's when the, the maternal instinct kicks in. Right, but I thought that that's when, I thought uh, they turn it on when they're like 19 or 18 or something. No, well no, because women, younger women, just they just want to have fun. It's like, like, like that... Uh, like that old song, okay. girls just want to have fun. Uh, uh, but once they hit their late 20s, early 30s, what? or when they have a kid, I, they... I guess why? it was more like I didn't realize it until later. Of course not. Well, it's subconscious. That's why it's called an instinct, not a conscious choice. Okay. But mm -hmm. here's the thing. Like, he didn't change. What happened was is you realized he, was, he wasn't he was earning any money. 
But unfortunately, by the time you realize that, you have a child together. But you resented him for not earning any money, and it destroyed your relationship. So if he were here, he would probably really, you know, feel bad about what happened. But you're projecting a lot onto him, calling him a lot of names. But it really ultimately stems down to the fact that you resent him for being poor. And unfortunately, because you were young when you decided to start a family together, now you have this child together. And there's you can't, like, you know, undo that. So now you have this child together. So now you need to think about what's in the best interest of the child. So, and that's probably going to be involving, you know, the father. Because, you know, I don't know if you've seen the, the rates and the statistics involving single motherhood. But they're no, pretty, I mean, they're pretty I'm terrible. 29. I'm, tw I'm 29 years old. I'm mm -hmm. raising my child really well. Okay, all single mothers say that. I was raised by a single mother. Trust me, you're not. Well, shut the fuck up. First of all, you don't know me. Uh, I do, because uh, I was raised by a woman just like you. Well, no, but you don't know me as a human. You're right, being. but that I don't know you as okay, a, an individual. You know every single aspect of my personality. But, I don't remember you asking know. you a goddamn so, thing. <laughs> Um, I'm just saying, like, just be, like, mm -hmm. just, just be, uh, have nice. No, okay, so, I mean, what do you, my insight, so, you, you called into the show because you want some kind of insight into your situation. My insight is yeah. you were, your hypergamy kicked in fairly recently, basically once you had your daughter and you, your, your love for your boyfriend, baby's daddy, whatever, um, turned to resentment because he was poor and unfortunately if you want to do what's in the best interest of your daughter i'm not saying get back together with him but i just i really can't I, you I can't just, there's so much hurt okay but that hurt was caused by your hypergamy so no, no, yes it has a lot to do with a lot of the different things okay You'd right. be really like asshole with me about a lot of things that well i mean you were you it, basically it shit all over him for being it would, poor it was revolved around money Listen. Okay. Because, um. Sorry. Um. Sorry, Tanya. But can I just can I just interject here? Um. You with? How long were you with him for? Before you had a child? Um. I was like seven or maybe more. Seven years. Mm -hmm. You were with him for seven years, yeah. and you're just figuring out this now. No, well, it's seven years. I was with him for seven years, and then count five years when I had my daughter. So that's like more than a decade. Okay, TFM, back to you. No, no, I already knew that. But yeah, this is the thing is. So you you you're with him for, like, when you were still a teenager, pretty much. So unfortunately, it's unfortunate that, you know, because your hypergamy doesn't really kick in until you know late 20s from what i've seen personally and what i've observed but wouldn't wouldn't any man who has a child mm -hmm. or their child but this man isn't that way like why why isn't this man that way like well, w w what way i guess he, he's he's kind of like a very rebellious like a MGTOW kind of man i mean i think he mm -hmm. is because he introduced me to this channel right you know he doesn't want to sacrifice himself for mm -hmm his his you know whatever fucking reason he has like as a man I'm not a man so i can't really 
Well, you're, the only thing that would make you happy is if he somehow got a, a quote-unquote real job and earned a bunch of money and supported you financially. No, because that's what would, make, what would make me happy is if he at least contributed something. And okay. Say, right. Hi, how was Abigail? Oh, hi, how was, you know, mm -hmm. happy birthday, you know. Right. Well, well, but you, I mean, the thing is, is, you know, I, I asked you at the beginning of the show or at the beginning of the segment that, you know, who called, who ended the relationship you were him? And you're like, I don't remember. You ended the relationship. Well, listen. Okay. Every Everybody has their own sort of ways. You know, mm -hmm. Everybody has their own sort of ways to deal with things. Right. I, in my heart and in my soul, I don't want anything to do with him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't right. want to have kids with him. Yeah. I don't want to have kids with someone who's not going to, who's going to leave me with so much debt. Right. To, like, do all these, like, that's stupid. So you want nothing to do with him. But you want him to financially contribute like, to you. How am I supposed to work and take care of a child at the same time? Tell me, is that possible? No. That's why single mothers are terrible. So you have a couple options. You you could be a single mother and you could blame him and, and for everything. I don't I'm not blaming him for listen. I'm listening. I'm done, I'm done of playing like blaming and things like that. I'm moving on with my life. I'm actually thinking about doing a lot of things with myself. Okay. Where that it doesn't involve him anymore. Like that. No, that that's fine. But I'm, you're probably doing a disservice to your daughter, and also it doesn't. I mean, I don't know. You may be very attractive. How am I doing? How am I doing that? If he, I'm not gonna go and beg him. I'm not gonna go on my fucking knee to his fucking house and beg him to visit my daughter. Okay. He's well, not making an effort to call. He's not making an effort to do anything. So it, in, how the fuck okay. is that even possible for me to uh, do a disservice to my daughter if he's not doing that? Am I going to go and beg him? Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you. Um, let me give you some perspective. Maybe instead of thinking about yourself, you should be thinking about your daughter. Okay, so you're saying that I should go because of my daughter. I think you should. You should look into how terrible it is for a child to be raised by a single mother. And you should be thinking about your daughter's well-being. Yeah. And I mean, if... I did, if it, I did, no, seriously. Okay. That is why I've, I've been talking to him ever since she was born. So mm -hmm. I've been talking to him ever since she was born because I wanted him in her life. But he couldn't live with me. Well, you know, you have to... Okay. You have so to be, that's you have to... why... Like, listen. Right. That is why I've been speaking with him ever since she was three years old. Mm-hmm. That is the only reason why, because I wanted him. I wanted her to know who her daughter, who her, um, I wanted her to know who her dad was. That's the only yeah, but you you haven't, but you haven't had a I nice. I wanted him to be in her life. But That's the only reason why. Until mm -hmm. he didn't want any, like until he decided. He actually told me that he found another woman he's wanted mm -hmm. to be with. Okay. And um, and I said, listen, just do your thing. Well, I mean, if you're not you fucking go him, have your fun. And go have your fun and be with that other woman. You can do that. Actually. Well, you weren't having sex with him. What do you expect him to do? Just be celibate the rest of his life? No, but I'm not gonna have sex with him and have a child. He wanted to come inside of me one day, and I said, "No, we don't do that." And he did it. Anyway. 
Right. Well, here's the thing. Like you say you want your daughter to know who her father is, but then you don't have a kind word to say about the guy. Right. The reason why I don't have anything nice to say, quite honest with you, is because it's a lot of pain for me. Mm-hmm. It's very painful. Yeah, but it's all. Everything is but about you. And it, it doesn't, he doesn't it sound like... To, well, I, right? I'm the only human being that I can speak of. If I mm-hmm. had, if had a voice to speak of somebody else, it probably wouldn't have been... If my, my voice is coming from my sister or from my daughter, my daughter loves her father. She says, oh, I'm, you know, that's the father that's the best father. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't say anything. Like, I'm not going to talk shit about him in front of her. That's the kind of person I am. Okay, so, but, uh, uh, like, think about this. If, if your ex-baby's daddy had money, like, maybe he was a, a, a lottery winner, he inherited a bunch of money, whatever, he was independently wealthy, would you still be together? Was he that bad of a guy? If he, if he, he was... was a, he was a little bit of a psycho. Okay. He would, right. con- he would be really controlling. Mm-hmm. So he would be, uh, he would, he would, you know, do all these things, and he would, I would tell him about things, and he would say, he would turn my family against me when my family had nothing to do with anything. My family was very supportive of me. Okay, so I mean, I've had ex-girlfriends accuse me of being controlling, and usually that was code for they were trying to cheat on me, and I was calling mm-hmm. them on it. And then no, they accuse me of no, being controlling. What I mean is, like, he was saying that my sisters were trying to turn him against me when my sisters would take care of my daughter and would do all these things. Okay. Well, like, I mean, how is that me turning him against him? If my if they're doing a service to my daughter, my daughter loved my sisters. Right. No, I mean, it, it sounded like he was in a tough spot. Like he was reliant on your mother and your family because he wasn't earning enough money. Um, but he was also disabled. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd like to talk to him. Disabled. disabled well, I mean, like he was, was he getting was, disability but, checks right. from the government. Well, month. they don't just give those away like candy. Usually you have to be well, disabled. Yeah. And he had, he was born with a heart defect. Yeah. But still they, I've known people who've had like holes in their heart. They, they, like, they didn't get disability checks from the government. Well, listen, I don't know. His mother is a single mother and she was a crook. So okay, so single mothers. All these disabilities and all these things. She would give all these excuses. You know how women are. Right. So so single mothers are terrible, except for you. No, but she was a fucking crook. She actually hated me. I loved her son. I was there with when when he had an operation. I was there for him for everything because I cared for him. And she fucking hated me. That's probably why she even told me, "Don't be with my son. He's not good for you." And I'm saying, and then I. And, I went, and I'm like thinking in my mind, why would she say something like that? That's so fucking mean. I love her son. Mm-hmm. I would be with him. I don't give a fuck if he had a heart de- defect. Right. I would be with him no matter the fuck what. Except, but except when he didn't have money. No, my point is, if he no, had money, if the he reason had, why, right. the reason, if he had money, right. If he had money, you, you know you'd what? still be together, and there wouldn't be any problems. So, so the problem. Okay. Listen. All right. You know Honestly. what? I this what? whole world revolves around money. Yes it, or it's... no? You probably have, you probably know that more than I do. Since you deal with your bills and things like that you mm. have to pay with. You know that yeah, money but, is a big fucking but, issue in this but fucking to, But to men, it's real men, men don't have hypergamy. So men don't look at a woman and be like, it's all about money. But I understand. 
You okay. need money to survive. You need money for food. You need money to live under a fucking roof. You need money for internet. You need money for a cell phone. You need money for all these practical things. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Right. Yes. You know, yeah. You need money. You need money to take care of a fucking child. You need money mm-hmm. to take her to school. You need money for toys. You need money for mm-hmm. everything. But money is everything. It's not because I want money because I want money to like be all greedy and shit. Mm-hmm. No, but here's you know, the. Th- it's not because I want money because right. I want to like consume all the money for myself and feed it in my face. Right. right. No, it's Patania. Listen, listen. I'm I'm trying to break it down as simply as possible. Your your ex baby's daddy wasn't a bad guy. He you just you, you grew resentful to you you grew resentful to him because he didn't have money. And that is a pretty shitty reason to take a man's child away. I didn't take him his child away. His child is here. Right, but you, you can come visit her. Right, but he you're you're not exactly a pleasant person. But if he wants to visit his child, he's going to have to deal with you and you're not the most pleasant person because you have nothing positive to say about him. Well, so if you were all, if you were my baby's like mama, the that, the I wouldn't want to deal with your bullshit. Right, no. I no, honestly. I have a really fucking good like connection with him. Okay. That's why we stayed together for so, so long. So, w- w- how long has it been since you talked to him? Adi- I don't have this attitude with him ever. All right. Uh, well, then, uh, when's the last time you talked to him? He's like so fucking friendly. He's like. Okay. When's so the last cool. time? When's the last he time you talked to him? When's the last time you talked to him? Like a year ago. All right. It's been, it's been a year. So, do you it's still have his long. contact? Do you still have his contact information? Yeah, I do. Okay. I want you to contact him, and I want you to say, "I'm sorry." I I was resentful of you because you didn't have any money and I drove our family apart and I don't want my daughter to suffer because she doesn't have a father. Even if there's nothing between us, I need you to be a part of her life. Mm. Because it's not about you. And yeah, you're you're probably probably young. You know, you're in your twenties. You still have some time. The door hasn't completely slammed in your face yet. You have time to meet someone nice. Um, but sing, being a single mother is not going to benefit your daughter. And your her father well, doesn't sound like a bad person. And no, he's he's not a bad person. He's not. He's not bad. Person. Okay. So, but you haven't yeah. talked. You haven't talked to him in a year. And this yeah, is... I haven't talked to him in a year because mm-hmm. maybe it may have been because of the way that my sisters told me about him. Like, well, well, you know what? Your sisters aren't your sisters aren't going to be there for your daughter. The, your, uh, yeah. Children need a father. This, there's a, you look yeah, at I the know. statistics. So you know you can't undo the past. You're not going to be able to repair this relationship, and that's fine. Yeah. But you need to think about your daughter. And you need to stop projecting horrible things onto him simply because he didn't have money, because he was disabled. I, know, I think you're. I think you're right. Yeah, you know, it's you. You. You had I a baby with someone who was disabled. Way. It's that's why I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to no, heal I, what I is really, broken. I really no. I really didn't think of it that way until you real until you like actually went down to that. I know. I'm like the Stefan Molyneux of primates. But um. There you go. So, uh, you want you want to tell me his first name? No. Just his first name. Not nothing doxing. No. Okay, we'll call you Mike. Mike, if you're out there. 
Tanya and your daughter Abigail. Tanya needs you. No, fuck Tanya. <laughs> Tanya's a bitch. But your your daughter <laughs> Abigail. Tanya, shut the fuck up. Your daughter, your daughter Abigail, needs a father. And just because, just because your baby's, hold on, Tanya, Tanya, shut up. Your daughter Abigail needs a father. And just because Tanya resents you because you were disabled and weren't wasn't earning enough money, you have a daughter who needs a father. So please be a part of your daughter's life, even if it means putting up with your ex cunt so that's right, that's cool. my message to mike love you mike take care god bless okay so tanya i'll let you get the last word all right well since i'm since you already kind of said that i'm young and you know i am i'm young mm-hmm. um i already have like a bunch of guys lined up there you go marry me right so, so you're gonna ski the poconos so you know what i'm gonna do ski the poconos you have wait hang on a second you have guys you have sorry sorry. (laughs) you have you have guys lined up to marry you of course i mean a whole bunch of guys really why the fuck are you lying why you always lying i mean oh my god stop fucking lying you have wait wait you have guys lined up to marry you of course I do. Okay. You, I'm, mm, I'm do. a fucking hot, fucking sexy bitch. Oh, mm. God, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what can I say? Um, uh. And um, I'm not too worried about the whole thing, but I, kn- I know I want to do that for the sake of my daughter. Okay. Well, um, if, if you follow what I what I told you I'm to do... To, I'm not trying to be like... Go ahead, go ahead. No, if you, fo- if you follow what I told you to do, you'll help your daughter immensely. So that's I'm just gonna leave you with that, and th- this video will be on YouTube for you to review in the future if you ever forget what you need to do. Uh, it's okay. I think I got it. Do you, you think we would ever get your, um, you know, partner on the show? To oh get yeah. His son Let's get. Story? Yeah, we need Mike on the what, show. What, yeah. What, what would Mike have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting him on the show. I think he he. Uh, we could be like uh, has a lot of his shit going on. Could be like Mori Provich. You are not the father. Yeah. No, you're actually trying to find the mother of the baby. So he'll probably put that joke in. There you go. All right. So Tanya, um, so are we going to see the father on the show at some point? Yeah, if he um, if he watches my channel, yeah. he should. No, I feel I feel kind of bad for him because I haven't talked to him for like year. But why should I feel bad for him? I don't know. No, you shouldn't. No, no I, I mean, no, this, this my, isn't my, about you and yeah. him. This is about your daughter. Well, yeah. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. why I'm here. I'm here because I love. No, All right. I think you're just like a, a really good um, therapist. Yeah. Chimpanzees make the best therapist, by the way. Fact. They're rapists. <laughs> no. I didn't. Uh, that but you said it, not me. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, Tanya. Thank Bye. you very much. Um, I think we're gonna. Thank you, Tanya. Yeah. So that was a uh, that was a thing. That was a yeah. uh, that was that was a thing. 
it's very very interesting very interesting yeah you know this is why you know when i did that one podcast with that girl or when i have females on my show or podcasts at all people was like why do you have this chick on your podcast what the fuck tfm but look how demonstrative these moments are when we have a woman in her own words just lay it all out for you there's no you know this wasn't staged she's not she's not an actress this this wasn't rehearsed or anything this is just a normal woman with normal female nature just laying it all out yep so uh there you go gentlemen don't don't be uh don't be that guy (laughs) yeah so um efm i've got a question from I'm, I'm kind of butchering this now. I mean, there are there are other questions. We'll call but, him. We'll call him you know, Queef because that makes me laugh. Yeah, it's called Queef. And he he says, "How would you address male mother need for all the meatal who didn't have an abusive mother? I'm concerned that once she passes away, I'll be tempted to go to get into a relationship despite knowing the risk. I feel that some meatal, including me, might." seek a relationship in order to replicate a mother's need that's okay. all right so i don't believe in male mother need per se i i prefer to call it male vulnerability need i did a video on this just go to my channel and type in male vulnerability need in the search bar and you'll find it so long story short i don't think it's the desire for a man to have a nurturing mother i i don't certainly have that desire i don't need to be nurtured by a woman however because men have to bottle up everything, they have to have this wall. Because because of the dominance instinct, men can't be vulnerable to one another because men are just too quick to take advantage of that vulnerability. So the only way for men to be vulnerable is with a woman. It's the only socially acceptable way for men to be vulnerable. And men do need to be vulnerable because you can't just have you can't keep your guard up all the time. It just gets tiring. It's like tensing a muscle. So I think men have this need to be vulnerable, to let their true vulnerable self show, and to not feel any shame or fear. And because, you know, unless you want to pay for a therapist, a woman is basically all you have. So I think that's where this male mother need comes from. It's really just from the need to be vulnerable. But you can acquire that without a mother or without a woman. You just have to find you know, a guy that you can confide in and be vulnerable to, not necessarily have a homosexual relationship with. And this is this is something that I think contemporary gynocentric culture reinforces. And I use the example of Frodo and Sam. You know, back in like the, you know, decades ago, having a couple guys have a, a close relationship wasn't seen as gay. But now in modern culture, you're gay if you have a, a male friend that you're especially close to. You know, it's called a bromance. Like you're, you know, if you're if you're if you cry with a man, if you're vulnerable with a man, if you share a tender moment with a man, you're obviously sucking each other's dicks and having butt sex. And that's what's tragic, is because what that does is it takes that avenue away from men. So they feel that the only way they can be vulnerable with another human being is if it's with a woman. And that puts you in a precarious situation if you're a MGTOW, because you feel like you have nowhere to turn. So I think that, uh, check out my video, Male Vulnerability Need, where I talk about this. There was also, I think the guy deleted his channel. There was a guy called uh, 666 or something like that, uh, or something, I can't remember his name. But we did a podcast or a hangout together 
because he was in the BDSM culture and he talked about that. He kind of like agreed with me that it's not really about male mother need. It's about male vulnerability need. But go ahead and check out that video. So that that'll answer those questions. Okay. Um, I've got a question from, uh, you know, just to follow on from what you just said from MGTOW Econ. Now he says there is a genetic evidence that in the past 40% of men and 80% of women reproduced given this do you think that men are more important in natural selection for example the genetic traits that support success will be more concentrated in men that reproduce also do you think monogamy is therefore dysgenic as compared to the past yeah um humans are not a monogamous species and you can tell this because they require um, government and religious enforcement for monogamy. You know, there are animals that pair bond for life. They don't need a giant government threatening them with child support and alimony to keep them together. They stay together because, you know, that's their instinct. You could just tell just simply based on the level of sexual dimorphism that humans evolved from a tournament mating species. They didn't they didn't evolve from a pair bonding species. Pair bonding species have low amounts of sexual dimorphism, whereas t uh, tournament mating species have a fairly high amount of sexual dimorphism. Now, humans are somewhat in the middle, but you can just tell based on historical behaviors and, you know, just our instincts that we aren't a pair bonding monogamous species. Now, as far as, you know, how evolution works, it's all about male competition. See, the women are going to be there. When the males compete, the, the, the males who win get the women they're the ones who reproduce this again this this feeds into the whole tournament mating uh template so it, the men compete they're the ones who determine who the fit are the women are like they're just a resource so women could have good genes or bad genes the men are just going to fuck them anyway unless they're just dog ugly so women don't need to have good genes to survive they just have to present their vaginas to a man with enough resources to support them it's the men who have to compete, and they're the ones who actually, you know, drive evolution. This is why when I talked about hypergamy drives evolution, it's not just hypergamy. It's hypergamy in women, but it's competition in men. Competition in men drives men to compete with one another, to become the best, to acquire resources. And those resources attract women via hypergamy. You put those two together, and the fit reproduce, and the unfit don't reproduce. This is what creates evolutionary progress. Okay. Um, Sorry, I had to call. We have a no, no, it's fine. Uh, we have a couple more questions. Um, right. You know, a lot, a lot of the chat are sort of, you know, they want to hang me up and. Oh my gosh! Speak All right. So I, I need to get these questions off, dude. So I'm All right. Not, yeah, we're, we're already so, over, we're already over three hours because Tanya was really yeah. long-winded. No, well, you know, it is what it is. Um, so uh, the next question is from. I'll try and get these off real quick. It's from um, Soft Slayer. And he says, question for TFM. What is the evolutionary reason for women's irrational, emotional, and chaotic behavior? Seems harmful to all around the female. Well, they're smaller, and so their their cranial skull capacity is less than a man's. So, you know, you can't fit two pounds of flour in a one-pound bag. So something had to give. So, also, um, Marcus from the channel Groundwork for the Metaphysics of MGTOW, he made a really good video about this. One of the reasons why women are so childlike in their mentality is so they can empathize with children and be better caregivers to children. So, you know, it may seem that, 
women being less logical and less rational is a detriment to humanity, but it may actually help them empathize with children more and make them better caregivers. So again, like like children, like pets, women aren't the problem. If they're under control, they're fine. It's when they're out of control that they're a nightmare. Like if you have an irrational okay. child, but you you control the child, they're not out of control, they're fine. You know, like a child can be like, I'm a dinosaur, and they're running around. Like, who fucking cares? They're a they can't hurt anyone. But if that child had rights and they could, like, ruin your life with a false accusation, that would be really scary. But it's not the child's fault they're irrational. It's, they shouldn't have been given these rights and this power to begin with. Okay. Um, next question. It's from uh, – okay, so there's two more questions left. Um, I'll, I'll do uh, – the uh, question from I Sniffles. His question is Hey TFM, I had a thought when chatting with a gay friend of mine. Right. How does female hypergamy compare to male homosexuality in relationships? There should be, there should not be hypergamy in male to male romantic relationships. So, shouldn't it be possible for homosexual men to live happily together? hypergamy shouldn't affect this as far as I know. Correct. There's no hypergamy in men. So, in fact, gay relationships are some of the most stable, least violent, and uh, gay couples actually have the most amount of sex and report the highest enjoyable sex. So, if you're gay, congratulations. I'm not gay. Okay, so how so. does that how does that correlate to lesbian relationships? Lesbians like there's a, there's actually a term called lesbian bed death where yeah. lesbians just stop having sex. Because like just like Tanya, you know, like they're both waiting for the other one to be the breadwinner and because of their hypergamy, they both want the other one to support them and then because they don't, they end up resenting their partner and they stop having sex. So like if you look at the propensity of sex uh, gay couples have about three times more sex than straight couples, and straight couples have about three times more sex than lesbian couples. And also lesbian couples have the highest per capita amount of domestic violence. I was about to come to that. I'm yeah, so, you, um, so yeah. Be, like, what's funny is, um, you know, I, we, I talked about how male and female love is different. Uh, being gay is actually... You know, if, if, if you're if you happen to be gay, it's actually not that bad because you can actually have that kind of love that all men want, but can never actually get from a woman because women don't love that way. And it's actually very tragic. But, you know, you kind of you lucked out. So enjoy the butt sex, Tr cherish the butt sex. <laughs> but, yeah, there's no hypergamy in, in gay men. So congratulations. Okay. Um, okay. So, second to last question. Um, it's from Catspat, and he asks: Any possibility of an alternative way to do one-time larger amounts of donations? Right. Okay. So I far too much cut for that. Yeah. So I've talked. Here's, I've researched PayPal. The problem with PayPal is, from what I've gathered in my research, there's no way to have a PayPal and remain anonymous unless you upgrade to a business account which costs $30 a month. Um, now I could do that. Um, I th I've thought about doing that. The problem is 
I'd be losing $30. So you donate to me, but unless I'm getting at least $30 in donations, I'd be losing money. And then even if I got, even if I broke even, you basically, none of that money would be going to me. It'd be going to PayPal. But the only way to maintain my my anonymous status would be to pay this fee because if you have a normal PayPal account, it uses your real name because it's tied to your bank account. And that's due to like governmental regulations because they don't want like terrorists and hitmen using PayPal to remain anonymous. They want to make sure that it's tied to real names so people don't use it for illegal purposes. The problem is that screws people like me who aren't doing anything illegal but don't want to be doxxed. So if anybody uses PayPal and knows how to do so anonymously and can help me out, I'd be happy to open a PayPal, but I won't do it if I can't remain anonymous. So I'm open to the idea, but from what I've researched, it can't be done anonymously, and that's the issue. Okay. Um, just a reminder to all of the people in the Twitch chat and the Discord, if you have contributed to um, the Patreon for TFM, please send me an email send me a message in discord i will make the arrangements to have you set up as a patreon on the discord and then uh, you'll have priority when um discussing things in a in, in a twitch stream yep yeah and we'll, we'll give you like your own little title and color to differentiate yep. you so you'll feel special and alive like when a butterfly lands on a retard's hand at summer camp yep um now tfm um, last question. Okay. Last question. I promise you. I'm. I'm sorry for. Oh no, it's fine. Well, the only thing I'm worried about is we've we've broken three hours, so now the now people well, aren't going to watch. Way over. Yeah. yeah. No. No one's going to watch. Break. No one's going to watch the podcast. But I guess the podcast too long. I'm not watching it. Yeah, but um, you can you can you can cut it up, can't you? Right. I mean, do the fans want to see it cut up or not? I mean, uh, well, I mean, I could do a part one, part two, but you know, what's the point? What's yeah, the What's but, the point of anything? It's all pointless. But it, yeah. But anyway, um, apologies to whoever asked this question because um, I, I I took the question down, but I didn't get the name. Um, but I feel that it's a very relevant question. It's it's a question that was asked at the start, and I I wanted to keep it on until the end. Um, the question is, TFM, have you considered doing a whole how-to series on dealing with gynocentrism in day-to-day life? It would be too contextual. Like, I did my, my office cunts video, which is about how to deal with women in the office. But obviously, you know, there's so many different kinds of relationships, whether they're, they're casual, professional, intimate, that they would all require different applications. So, you know, the thing is, is if you get, if you get the gist of MGTOW, if you get the gist of, you know, gynocentrism, hypergamy, uh, human nature shit test if you just get the basics you can just apply those to any situation fairly easily it's going to be a lot better to do that than to have me make like a comprehensive how-to for every conceivable situation because they're, they're going to be very similar anyway but it's going to be so exhaustive that it's just going to be it's going to be kind of too much much better to just learn the basics and just apply them appropriately in my opinion i mean it doesn't make sense to me to make a, a complete comprehensive guide but if you want if you're worried about uh dealing with women at work i have my office cunts video i made it all the way back in 2014 so you know excuse the audio quality 
but it's a it's a it's an oldie but a goodie. But when it comes to women and other relationships, you just uh, take those same principles and just apply them to the given situation. It's pretty standard. You know, like I just showed you with Tanya a little bit earlier. I've never met this woman before, but I could tell everything I needed to know about her just based on a very short conversation. Women aren't mysterious. They're not that hard to figure out. You just, you just have to understand the basics and you can figure out the rest pretty intuitively. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, questions are like like a uh, double-edged sword. So I, I would definitely agree there. Um, yep. But it is what it is. But anyway, um, that was the last question. Um, there was one last thing I wanted to do. Um, so our first guest, Chris Cantu, uh -huh. um, he has a he has a a a, 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 a YouTube channel. Okay. And I would like to link that. So okay. if anyone wants to get involved in some new MGTOW content, please, I'm linking it now. Go visit his channel. Show some love. Um, the U.S. Have a, have of, a look at the U.S. of terror, yeah. huh? Yeah, kind of unorthodox have, for a MGTOW channel, but okay. Yeah, very very unorthodox. But um, I'm, you know, I haven't I haven't reviewed his channel or anything like that. You know, I, you know, but you know, he he seems to have some really good ideas when he was on the stream. So I'm going to be looking at that channel to see what's up. Um, but please check out his channel um, okay. and let us know how you feel about it all right all right so three hours and 20 minutes so we're you know there you go. i may cut that the tanya segment into its own video because i thought that was particularly instructive even if it was, was a little long-winded but uh okay i think we're gonna call it now so thank you everyone for joining us and we will see you next time on the turd flinging monkey show <laughs>